Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Another day, another 25 cents. Speaking of days, today is Friday, April the 8th. Yeah, my Lord. Yeah, my Lord. I said, yeah, of our Lord. Yeah, my Lord. 20 and 22. Amen. 20 and 22. I was just about to say in the house we got my man Tony Snow. We can't have a WrestleMania weekend recap from the Metroplex and not ban and, and we ban the snowman. Who who would who would we be? Bro, dude, I've got listen, I've gotten so jealous of you and all your triggers, I got my own. You ready for the Tony Snow oh, trigger? Oh shit. Oh shit, hold on, hold on. So we gotta roll this back. You gotta introduce me and I'm gonna hit my trigger, okay? You ready? Go. No, say it. Go ahead. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, you introduce me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> live from the middle of nowhere, Tony Snow. Excuse me, Shunny. Do you know where I can find some booty? Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> the, the man has a soundboard. He comes prepared, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I was I was just about to say don't get us canceled. And the first thing you do. <laughs> it don't matter because where the game goes. <laughs> push the boundaries. The game goes. A whole lot of fucking game shit. You know? <laughs> you didn't answer my question. You know where I can find some booty. Aren't, aren't you DJing for Lardy B on the 27th? Oh, the seventeenth. The seventeenth. Plenty of booty at that show. Yeah. There you. There, there you, you go. go. See. That's where you can find it. That's where you'll find all the booty. So apparently, right Haltham City, Texas, is where I can find some booty. I'd be really careful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to discourage anyone from doing what they want to do with their lives because you know, pro-choice. What? Hey, whatever. Do you think? Just. I'm just gonna say, be careful. But yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm doing another show with Lardy B. If you haven't checked her out before, make sure you come out. It's she's incredible. She's got a new single out now. It's called Weenie on Me. It's a parody of oh, Adele. No. So yeah, go check it out. <laughs> oh man, the the women's weird out right there, Lardy B. Yo, WrestleMania 38. Once, once again, WWE goes out of their way. To make a uh, a shit card into sugar, I think it was a. Mm. Considering it was two nights, which was definitely the best move, definitely the best move. I was. I think uh, I'm shit into chicken salad. Come on, I think like, I'm in, I think I'm in disagreement on that. Two nights is a good good idea thing. I think they made two nights of mid when they could have made one night of wow. Nah, man, I'm I'm. I got so tired of six, seven, eight-hour-long WrestleManias, and oh, oh, I'm not saying keep the same matches. I'm not saying keep the same number of matches. I'm saying if you took the, it's like a double album. If you took the best songs off disc one and the best songs off disc two, you might have had a near classic album. I trimmed the. You know fat. how long the first WrestleMania was? Four. It was four I mean, and a half I, hours, wasn't it? 
I'm not I don't sure. think it was even that long. I thought WrestleMania one was only like three hours. Three hours. That's right. Three. Okay. We so, do have we do have Google. Let's find out. But the long the longest one prior to was it 2019 was the Dallas one. Now the twenty the, I mean, the 2019 one I fell asleep on the 2016 one. I was like, when is it going to fucking end? And like, see, I just, go ahead. I, 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 Thirty-two I hate, versus thirty-five, basically. Yeah. I hate when I hate when it gets to where the semi-main or the main event come around and the crowd's exhausted from being there all night and they're dead for it. You and, know, like, and that it just that did not happen on either night, which is crazy because on Saturday night you had a halfway. I, I'm more than halfway decent women's title match with Ronda Rousey and Chick Flair, and then you go into Stone Cold and uh, and uh, Kevin Owens, and the crowd popped big for Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. Well, can I mean, we go, did can you we think anything through, else was going to happen? Not can in Texas, go, no. Go ahead. Can we go through the whole card top to bottom? I want to see your reactions. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no worries. Let me as I pull up my Google machine here. WrestleMania one was two hours and sixteen minutes. Damn. See, look at that. Less than three hours. Not and even not even on pay-per-view, on closed circuit television. And I gotta tell you, man, like I've I've been one of these that's been quick to hate on WWE ever since we've gotten alternatives. You know, ever since there's been other choices, I've been quick to call WWE cheesy and carny shit and everything. <laughs> Dude, this was the best WrestleMania that I've seen since WrestleMania 30. Damn. Uh, and and no cap, dude. Like, so much better than last year. The numbers don't lie. It's it was up fifty eight percent over last year's mania. Um, that and that's just the Peacock viewership. Speaking but, of, speaking of uh, no cap, Paul Heyman landed the fucking plane on cap on Monday when he ran down the the entire WWE business model. Uh, and, yeah, those and, are stats that needed to be put out. Like, you know I, I, mean? I totally agree. I, I couldn't agree with you more. There was I, I'm definitely on the opposite side of the conversation with uh with you and Snowman about how good this was. All right, I, let's run it down. Let's run it down. Yeah, let, 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 let's do that. The most disappointing thing of the weekend happened in the very first match: the Usos versus uh, Booger Sugar. And <laughs> yes, the team we have dubbed Booger Sugar, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. And before uh, before we even get into that, let me just say kudos to WWE for cutting out pre-show matches. Because, in my opinion, pre-show matches were a waste of time, and it screwed over the talent. Because talent, when people pr- would purchase WrestleMania, the DVDs, or purchase WrestleMania period, the workers on pre-shows wouldn't get any royalties for it because they were on the pre-show. That was one of the reasons Austin Aries left after him and Neville's match. There's um, all. There's also um, with those pre-shows is it was usually either a tag team match or a lower card title match. Yeah, the, and so I was kind of upset we didn't get a U.S. title or Intercontinental title match, but I'm glad we didn't get a pre-show match. I so, would have gladly taken both of those title matches in lieu of some of the things we did get. Agreed. Because like some of these matches that ended up on these cards to fill them out would have been pre-show, like. For if it's if the Osos were not tag team champions, tag team championship would have been pre-show. If Randy Orton isn't a part of the tag team match, tag team titles would have been pre-show. Yep, yep. 
And both so of these, the first match you said was Sugar Booger and the Usos. Yeah, Bo- Booger Sugar and the Usos, in which Rick Boogs uh, attempts a a deadlift of both Usos on his shoulder in a rack position. Squat. And he has one knee to the ground. He tries to lift that knee up off the ground and tears the quad off the bone. Your winners and still the Usos, and Rick Boogs is on the shelf. For up to a year, they're saying. Uh, yeah, I saw saw one of those reports was basically saying his muscles were too strong for the tendons in his leg. Rick Boos, yeah, Rick Boos said, yep, Rick Boos said his quad was too strong for the leg, and again, it just ripped off the bone. Uh, uh, similar to what happened with Bo Jackson when he ripped his hip out of place, same, ran out of his fucking skin. Too yep. strong. Same thing with Triple H. That, that happened to Triple H. That it, it can't be the same for Kevin uh, Kevin Nash because we saw Kevin Nash's leg. Um, at po- in a pre and post surgery, but that that's what happened to Triple H when his uh, he tore his quad as well. <laughs> to truth be told, possibly could have happened to, to Vince McMahon when he ran into the Royal Rumble and tore both his quads. So there is such thing as having too much muscle, guys. Yeah, it it, it, it does happen, but you know, Drew McIntyre defeats Happy Corbin. <laughs> it's a body business. Drew Corbin, I mean, Drew McIntyre defeats Happy Corbin. That's a match, uh, even though it was uh, finally time for Happy Corbin to lose. Since, yeah, that that could have been replaced with a, with the uh, Intercontinental or U.S. Title match. Why are they Why are they punishing Drew McIntyre, man? Something tells I don't know me if it's pun. I don't know if it's punishment or they just expect because Drew's been champion and on top that it was supposed to raise the level of a match with Happy Corbin. But it's happy fucking Corbin. It's not bum-ass Corbin. We're not interested. Something tells me that he's going to end up being the one on SmackDown tonight talking to Roman Reigns, trying to challenge next for the title. But I don't that's know. That, that's what I I've just, read. I, I think oh, that oh he, God. I, I, see, I haven't read that shit. I think Drew got screwed. And I don't I, I don't think he's been given a fair shot. Like, when he... Dude, he was the champ during pandemic. You know how hard that shit is? Yeah. Facts. Yeah, no, no crowd. Like, you, you had... You were wrestling for screens. This is the equivalent of wrestling at center. Actually, wrestling at center stage for an entire year is better than wrestling in front of screens. I'm good. I'm good on face, Drew. I need I need Scottish psychopath back around. The Miz and Logan Paul defeat the uh, the Mysterios in a tag team match in which the Miz, after the match, turns on Logan Paul. Could have been pre-show. Could have kept this too. Just, just, you could have pre-show match. You could have canceled this. You gave you gave these last two matches twenty minutes, and we'll get to what happens to the new to the new day here shortly. But you gave these two matches twenty minutes. Wait till you hear. Wait till you hear what happened to the new day. Uh, Bianca Belair defeated Becky Lynch uh, and became the uh, the winner. And WWE Women's Raw Champion. Now, now match of the night for me. Is it is it me or am I overjudging this by thinking that Becky Lynch wasn't trying to protect uh, Bianca Belair this match? There was some. There was they. Let's say they worked snug. Well, I mean, everybody seemed to work snug. It just seemed like Becky Lynch went out of her way to try to make Bianca look bad, and that and not, that may be perception. But I'm in looking at it and not being in attendance, or especially not being on the inside of the ring for that matter. It just, it just, it came off as I don't know, man. Maybe, uh, am I? I just do what? Am I right? For that? Especially after seeing Bianca Belair's face afterwards, am I right in having this feeling? Now that you mention it, I mean, it was nowhere near Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam, but uh, 
I mean, you don't necessarily have to. Okay, you can feel that way because there's there's footage that would give you that feeling. I thought about it more and I was like, okay, this match is on the same card on the same night as Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. It's not above, you know, assumption that they went out there and Becky in particular went out there and wanted to upstage whatever was coming after them on the card. No doubt. And it's those two have Bianca and Becky are awkward together. Like they just the chemistry isn't quite like that. Might other. be what it is. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's not. It's not Sasha be Bianca chemistry. But I, I still think they had the best, like the second best match on that card. Honestly, like I, I, I don't know them or, or the Stone Cold thing is, in my mind, it was much better than Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. That was some hot garbage. The story, the story of this Bianca match was definitely better than the actual match was, in my opinion. But the story was damn good. So that's not saying the match was bad. I just exactly. I felt I just felt bad for Bianca. That's all. But I'm glad she got the W. Cody and uh and one of the moments of this night, Cody comes out as the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes in full American Nightmare regalia to be the uh, mystery opponent for Seth freaking Rollins, in which he gets a clean victory after three crossroads in the middle of the ring. This was a damn good match. I'm just glad he didn't come out as the galactic nightmare. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Homelander coat with face paint. Yo, Dude, speak, when, speak, when, speak. He did, when he did the cartwheel and started this thing, I think that was great. Like, I think that should be the last one and only time he does it. I like, think I, I think that was goodbye to Starbucks, Stardust. I think that's exactly what that was. But when he was in Ring of Honor and he, I think he even did it once or twice in AEW, he would do it, you know, just as kind of a mocking thing. And the crowd would always pop for it. But I think that was, I don't think he should do it again. I think that should, like you said, goodbye to Starbucks. That's what, Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> I mean, that's cool goodbye too. Goodbye to Starbucks and their overpriced coffee and having the nerve to have a tip jar out after you just asked me to pay $8 for coffee. See, these bastards done got so so COVID-19 with it. They decide. And you, and you scream my name out wrong. Bro, they, 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 they want you to tip before you get your shit. Nah, bro. There's Caramel no- Frappuccino oh, for Swave. Suave. Is there a Suave? <laughs> <laughs> suave, 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 <laughs> caramel frappuccino for suave, suave burgundy. We have a suave burgundy. <laughs> Fuck out. Give of me here. my frappuccino, you no good son of a bitch. <laughs> you need to put extra caramel drizzle on here. You hey. whore. <laughs> You're like your job. Get another one, fucking frog out. <laughs> Don't fucking touch me, you goddamn rent a cop. <laughs> play, fucking play games. Sounds like a stage name, Carmel Drizzle. <laughs> Oh, bro. Say don't uh, hey don't get nobody no no ideas we got people listening uh, man of the jokes I have told <laughs> <laughs> oh dear that, but yeah I mean it oh, was the, cool the, the Cody match was great man the fact that he put in they put in the homage to Dusty near the end and yep. um it was he, good because it was real wrestling it was real wrestling he wants to wrestle you know it wasn't goofy Cody wants to wrestle and Cody I, is an accomplished wrestler he was a high school state champion wrestler he wants to wrestle not and, do flippy do bullshit so and, I'm, I'm happy for that but here's the other thing about it like people knew people had known and assumed that it was going to be Cody for so long that you almost needed to throw in somebody else to swerve the crowd like if the Undertaker gong had gone off everybody would have marked the fuck out Especially after what he said on Friday at the Hall of Fame. Exactly. Foreshadowing. <laughs> which makes me which kind of makes me feel like those rumors about him potentially pulling out of the match, Cody Rhodes is who I'm speaking of, 
that might have had some validity to it. Maybe. Huh. Huh. But throwing the curveball here prop would would have been a good look. If you had thrown the curveball with that's the that's booed. the only curveball you could have thrown though. That's the only one that wouldn't have gotten booed. Yeah, you would have. We had went a, through. We went through that last week. You we might, told you, you how you, this going work. You might have had a small scale, right? <laughs> we did, didn't we? We had one yeah, name. We, we had one name in particular. <laughs> we'll come back to him in a second. <laughs> right. Foreshadow. Oh my god. god! I'm just glad it wasn't Goldberg. Oh, 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 man! Because oh. we put him on the list. He was on like, the list. Yeah, yep. you could pull this out, but it ain't gonna go well. Uh, Chick Flair versus uh, Ronda Rousey. Chick Flair retains as the SmackDown Women's Champion. Ronda Rousey was pissed. <laughs> or, <laughs> riddle, or, riddle me this. Talk about no chemistry. Oh, man. Yet again. We That's gotta, why I said, put them, didn't I say weeks ago, put them all in the ring, fatal four-way, winner take all. We had that almost you 40 can... minutes between two matches with two women on each side. I mean, one, one woman on each side of those two matches with no chemistry. I'm just saying. I think if you, even if you had switched opponents, if you had Bianca challenging Charlotte, think they have better chemistry. Everybody wanted to see Becky and Ronda, and I'm not so sure the hype is on it like it was because you beat Ronda Rousey for what reason I do not fucking know, and now Becky Lynch is probably off to do Marvel movies. But yeah, she's she's definitely not like if Bianca Belair can show up with a black eye. And one eyelash on Monday Night Raw, and Becky is nowhere to be found. You know she's taking time off. I mean, and then shutting it that. down, shutting it down. Yeah, Kevin Owens for the KO show, challenging Stone Cold Steve Austin to a uh, no holds barred match. This was exactly what it was supposed to be. Um, a a a W for Steve Austin in the same place where he started his wrestling career, a mm-hmm. beer fest and an advertisement for his new Stone Cold uh, American Lager. Not I thought he was I thought Graves was capping calling it American Lager, but no, he has the IPA and then uh, mm-hmm. Broken Skull IPA and then he has the Broken Skull American Lager, and so yep. we found that out as he drunk a whole lot of beer and he was in phenomenal shape. Mm-hmm. He, he just didn't tan. That's why he didn't take his shirt off. Yeah, he, yeah, he was in phenomenal shape. But here, when he, he put work in in jorts. Oh boy, and I mean, he he took he took some blows too. Like it wasn't like he did some punk shit. He did he did some damage. And they fought out in the crowd. It's like COVID be damned. We finna give you a show. And it was active. The the response. Cody, two matches prior to almost almost an hour prior to this happening, Cody comes out to easily the pop of the night. Which you thought mm. may have been the the loudest pop of the night, only to be outdone by Stone Cold. How do yeah, you I have that? I don't know if he's outdone though, man. Because still, I've been hearing more about Cody than about Stone Cold actually wrestling. But you, because Cody showed up the next night, like Cody's gonna be there. That was Austin's like. That was his swan gonna- song. He hasn't wrestled in nineteen years. Dude, so do you guys want to go behind the curtain on this a little bit? Sure, why not? That's what we do. That's why we're here. So, this was Kevin Owens. This was how Kevin Owens uh, decided to re-sign with WWE. This was part of his package. He's been a Stone Cold Steve Austin's been his mentor for years. Um, there's actually a couple little documentaries on Kevin Owens online. 
and you can watch and you can see he's showing text conversations they have you know stone cold would text him after big matches and go over matches with him and stuff so when kevin <laughs> kevin owens was re-signing with wwe he said he wanted this much money and he wanted a match with steve austin and so kevin owens got what he wanted they told him to lose weight get in shape and look at him he looked better than i've seen him in years he looked like just getting to ring of honor kevin steen this dude is in shape bro like he's been hitting the cardio and then the match was just phenomenal um austin kept going back and forth on whether there was actually going to be a match but dude when i i had a friend of mine come over who hasn't watched wrestling in years. When he watched it last was during Stone Cold's peak. And I told him Steve Austin wrestled at Mania and he didn't believe me. So I showed him the match. And dude, he thought that like, he's like, dude, the only thing, he only looks different. He's just moving around slower. Like he was taking suplex bumps on concrete, dude. Like we got a full match out of Steve Austin. It was, it was unreal. That's a man who knows I'm done with this shit afterwards. I'm gonna give you everything you need now. Don't ask me to come back. 17-minute match, bro. 17-minute match. And and to a certain extent, I don't know if anything before or after that match lived up to how live that crowd was. It seemed like it was all downhill after that, even with the stuff we like. Yeah, I mean, Cody was the only thing that came close to that. Bianca, Bianca bringing out TSU's uh, band. I was uh, just gonna go back and mention that. that yeah, was some fire shit. Yeah, that that was next level. I mean, it it took some Texas. Some it you had to be either from Texas or uh, representative of HBCU or understand the HBCU lifestyle to appreciate how fire that moment was. And there were plenty of people in that crowd that appreciated it. Total for the crowd for night one was seventy seven eight ninety nine, which I predicted to be about seventy four thousand. So I was spot on there. Um, yeah. Dude, oh, and shout out to Coach Prime for, you know, putting on for HBCUs, man, and calling out all those teams man. that didn't show up for his pro day. Facts. Good call out. Good call out. Co- Coach Prime is one of my uh, one of my favorite people. The like, uh this whole make a list. this whole next in line shit is uh is real and he's making it like Coach Prime is essentially the the same coach for um whatever that the, the college is on uh, all American homecoming. And he's setting the blueprint for college players to get paid. He brought $30 million in, in revenue in, into the city of Jackson behind Jackson State uh, made, and, and their football made, program. Made Under Armour drop out. Dude, he <laughs> got shaked to make a Coach Prime signature razor and all the profits goes to Jackson State. I mean. Oh, he went in there with a fucking plan. Now, that <laughs> part, I ain't no cap. He went in there with a plan. He got Jackson State all the way up, and now he's working to help other HBCUs get their levels up, too. This ain't just a, oh, I'm at Jackson State. I'm going to get all the recruits because I'm the one with a state-of-the-art facility. I want everybody to have a state-of-the-art facility. He's about the culture. That's right. Which makes him one of my favorite people. And here's what's crazy. The fact that you have people coming for his forehead because he's applying for jobs in, in, uh, in, in bigger schools. I don't think he applied. I just think his name popped up. Like the Florida State shit, it was like, oh, Deion Sanders is coaching. He went to FSU. There's an opening. Maybe we can pull him. Like, I don't think he just, air quotes, applied. Because why is Deion Sanders applying for anything? Yeah, he got the same smoke for TCU as well. Like, bitch, you either going to offer me something or you not. I don't apply for shit. These reporters is cap, and people like uh, SAS need to shut the fuck up with this whole... uh, 
you 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 can save college football by doing this. Like no, like at the end of the day, if he decides to stay at Jackson State, if he decides to leave Jackson State, it's his decision to make. Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to make my money. I I can sign a deal with the devil. Guess what I'm gonna be? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be working for the devil. But now nah, let, let's keep it real. Is is Division One NCAA? You in hell, motherfucker. Sorry. Yeah, is Division One NCAA football the way it's currently constructed? Is that some shit that needs saving? Truth be told, or, or deserve saving? Truth, truth okay. be told, you want you want you want me to be all the way live with you? The people, the one thing people aren't saying, what it is? Swack football, aka Jackson State, aka Texas Southern, aka UAPB, aka Grambling, and the, and and the five, Prairie View, and the four other schools that we haven't named off yet, is Division One college football. But you know what I'm saying when I say that. Oh yeah, I do know what you're saying. But here, FCS schools, the, that, the, the ones that they point. put on channel, the ones they put on ABC, the ones they try to line up on ESPN all fucking year. The way they say old schools, they they Rosa Parks in this shit. They they basically trying to classize by saying things like Division One A versus One Double A, FCS versus BCS. All BCS means is super conference. That's it. Every school that's in the super conference should be subject to. NCAA investigation for uh for 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 pay scandals, every fucking but one of them. The the part of it that's so that completely fucks me up and it's almost funny. It's the kids you really don't want at your university, but when they decide not to come, now you pissed off. Now it's a problem. Now it's a problem. Like you didn't want him here. You thought he was a liability. You're like, yeah, you can run fast, but that's what it is. I don't have to look you in your face to watch you run fast. You got a helmet on. Well, what happens when the helmet comes off? I don't really want you here. And you notice how how many blue chippers aren't going to North Carolina behind that bullshit that they came out on them, passing these kids I mean, with general studies degrees and, and college and classes that don't exist. You watch the University of Missouri almost die off. Multidisciplinary studies. <laughs> Boy, and these cat these which cat- leads me to some. To some old shit like Bianca Belair went to Tennessee State. Like we're talking about a company that has like a no. billion dollars in revenue. She didn't go to Why Tennessee State. We... Yeah, I believe she, so, no. Sir. She went to University of Tennessee. She was a volunteer. What? Do your googles. <laughs> Peckety peck peck peck. Yeah, fuck you. I'm gonna do my googles. You know, I'm know what I'm on. Now, y'all keep talking while I'm doing this because this shit look gonna take a minute. Yeah, Fuck she. Googles. We Bing gang over here. <laughs> you, <laughs> bing, hey, bing. you know what Bing stands for? Bitch, I'm not Google. She first went to the University of South Carolina, then Texas A&M. She went to three different schools. None of them were HBCUs. So now I see why they did TSU. Yeah, but but she finished at the University of Tennessee. That's where she was a SEC All American. Well, that's not the only place she went. That is not, but that's what she represented. In fact, they did a Monday night. Uh, was it Raw? Or was it SmackDown? When they, SmackDown, where they had her uh, in Knoxville because Kane was there. Did she lose when she was in Tennessee? Because you know that she got beat down. Fucking... She got beat down. You see what the fuck I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> why? Who came up with that? <laughs> Nothing was worse. Like, you would think you would think home would be the one place you shouldn't get your oh, ass kicked. Oh man, Sasha Banks has seen the car. Hell in Boston. God damn. <laughs> like, see that stupid shit. That stupid shit that needs to die. Like, oh that, that man. Yeah, break that chain. Night two. Night two WrestleMania kicks hey, it's off. It's not as bad as uh, Bailey in San Jose. That oh oh man, boy! 
Bailey had to turn somebody down because like her shit has been fucked up for going on two years now. Dude, can we? Can I please get some Bailey booty back in my life, please? Yo, I really thought she was going to be a moment at WrestleMania this year. I really did because we haven't seen her since she was on we're, commentary. We're still hoping for SmackDown. I thought she was going to be. I thought she was going to be. Um, you know, week after Mania. So I'm holding out for SmackDown. Thought she was going to be active. Tell me, no, too. I didn't think she'd be Mania. I thought she'd be the week after Mania, like a surprise, like Raw or SmackDown after Mania. So I'm hoping. Right, Charlotte needs a new challenger. And who better than than fucking Bing Bong Bailey? I love Heel Bailey. She's fucking great. <laughs> Bing Bong Bailey. Bing Bong. <laughs> that song is getting so much steam right now. And dude, Golly. Alexa Bliss is nowhere to be seen. Like she wasn't at Mania. She wasn't backstage at Mania. Her booth at WrestleCon was empty. Like where the hell is Alexa Bliss? Probably somewhere with uh, with Wyndham Rotunda They're trying to figure out her next career move. Auditioning for movie roles, man. Night two, Jeez. night two. We had uh oh, I'm how sorry. Many, how many how many matches did we cut from night one? So I, I, I was just that's why I was about to stop. So we cut one match from night one, which was the New Day versus um. No 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 no. When I say we, I mean us, not WWE. Oh not oh WWE. oh. So we cut Drew. We cut the Usos and no, we did not. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Miz, Miz, and Logan Paul. Yes, so now two. You can give me Ray. You can give me Ray versus Dominic in an exhibition in place of it, but fuck that tag match. I don't it, want that. Yeah, so we cut two matches, and they cut the New Day versus uh, whatever these Irish blokes are called down to a minute and a half squash match. Right. So we cut two matches. That leaves us with a total of how many? Uh, that leaves us with five. Okay. For night one, um, all right. Mark those five. Let's go to night two. The, the night that the new day wears their biggie tribute gear, they get squashed. And they're hardly in front of the camera at all. But that's the equivalent. That's the equivalent why. of taking a, a, a forty-five second squash at home. That's man. Go go ahead in the night two. We, we got more shit to cut. All right. Uh, kicking off the, uh, the night, we have a fatal four-way. I'm sorry, a triple threat. Uh, RK Bro versus the Street Profits versus the Alpha Academy. Uh, for that. for the Raw Tag Team Championship, great moment with Riddle getting that crazy ass RKO for the win, Bruh. But after the match, Gable Stevenson comes in for the most lackluster over the overhead throw. Thank you. I, I just like why was everyone making such a big deal about it? Like, okay. Chad Gable was just in this crazy ass match where he took ridiculous bumps, but yet he can't get up from a really shitty over belly to belly from Gable Stevenson. It was horrible. It was the I, lamest belly to belly in the whole show. I, I think we got to take a chill on belly to belly suplexes for a little bit. Just, you know, just because of recent events, maybe let's maybe let's take a break from that. And the fact maybe. they keep showing big ease, like Come on, man! Like, like, yeah, stop, stop prostituting that footage. I guess <laughs> fucked up. Um, Bobby Lashley. Oh, sorry, RK Bro retains. Um, Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Lashley Love Bobby Lashley didn't need this. That this match should have been a pre-show match. Um, so we'll cut. Should have been on the episode of SmackDown before the Hall of Fame. We'll cut this one. Johnny yeah, Knoxville and the whole Jackass Clan versus Sami Zayn. Cut Zane. it! Cut it! I'm the one that was like, I quote, I. I posted one of these wrestling groups. I was like, who writes this shit? Like, why is this late. on Mania? 
This was a uh, I thought it was one of the worst gimmick matches in the history of WrestleMania. Sammy uh, didn't resign for this. What was in his request package? But but I will say that it turned out to be quite entertaining, but it was not necessary for the actual main card. It was it just it didn't belong there. We'll cut this one too. Um Oh man, I feel so bad for this one here too. Fatal four way for the women's tag team championship. I almost had this one. I had fifty percent of this match of this change uh for this match changed and the other fifty percent I didn't get. And how we got it, this match was a key. I thought it was I thought it was the fabulous Mula Memorial Women's Battle Royal. Whoa. Whoa. We don't talk First about Bruno. All, <laughs> we don't talk about Mula. I thought that's what I saw going on in the ring when I saw all these women. This is an actual tag match. Oof. We don't talk about Mula. We don't talk about Mula, man. <laughs> the fallopian tube invitational no we don't <laughs> you think this dark side of the ring <laughs> did you notice that every single woman came out to their by themselves with their own intro which and that was, makes sense because no none of these tag teams had any chemistry whatsoever the, and if you're going to be a tag a team you need to be a tag team the only tag team that's a tag team was sasha banks and naomi and even they came out separately which they're, was, still, they're still in infant stages of their tag team maturity and so we had uh, Naomi. Naomi. Stephanie McMahon's fingerprints all over it. They're not doing a women's battle royal this year, so they had to do something to make sure they get all these women on the card. So they do this huge cluster f of a match just to you, give everyone their shine. You need to cut it. <laughs> Sasha and Naomi win over Carmella and Queen Zelina, who were the champions. Uh, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Let me let me put something out here too. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't even bring this up, but I'm going to anyway. Starting off the match or coming to the ring first, Sasha Banks and Naomi, right? Okay. The very next person comes out is Liv Morgan. Yes, and when the moment I saw her, I said she could handcuff me to a bed and burn me with a cigarette. My goodness. But it, the views of Tony Snow are his and his own. It's okay. It's okay. There, there are others who feel <laughs> that way. Dominatrix, did she not? She had a whip. She was dressed in leather. Like, what are you? Burn with the throw? cigarette. That, that is, that's a, that's intense. Man, it's really intense. So, uh, she comes out by herself, and then Rhea comes out, and it's awkward as hell. And but she, it's supposed to be a tag team. Tony, here's the issue I had. Liv Morgan came out with a fucking whip following two black women. Oh, dude, I didn't even think of that shit. Oh, fuck. I, th- I was thinking the dominatrix angle because, you know. Which, which I mean, there was some cosplay involved. But, like, these are things that, e- even though it may not have been what it appeared to be, or actually it may have been exactly what it appeared to be, but it doesn't mean it could have been something else. Because if I'm thinking it, that doesn't mean I, I cannot be the only one thinking this. Yeah. I'm just saying we, the, the, we, we've had yeah, because we've had these thoughts with other promotions with this promotion. Like the most egregious one was like the fuck, dragging Darby Allen yes, from the back of a yes. Ford SUV in, in Texas, Texas. In Texas during Black History Month, that's the worst ever. <laughs> gotta be that's gotta be all time worse. But you know what? That's a mixtape we need to do for next next year's. Black I don't even I don't even know if anybody needs that 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 much shine on some shit. Like I'm I'm only bringing this up because <laughs> no I, motherfuckers need to know. I was accused of assuming that this was about slavery. 
Well, let me let me let me let me land this plane by saying this. Okay. A, if that's what you think, then who's really in the wrong here? Me for being mad for a white woman following two black women out with a whip, or you for bringing up slavery and trying to throw it back in my face? Number one. Two, this is the same energy of people having a Confederate flag as part of or being their entire state flag, and you not wanting to change it because it's part of your heritage. Fuck you. I mean, and then there's that. I, I... Next. <laughs> Uh, that said, cut it. Um, <laughs> you need to cut it. <laughs> Denton, those same idiots that uh, didn't want the fucking Confederate soldier flag or statue removed. Bro, how, how about this? I, I remember uh, about five or six years ago, President Obama was in Durant, Oklahoma at Durant High School. And probably I, I happened to be driving through there on my way to Tulsa. And I didn't know what was going on. All I saw was like six pickup trucks that had Confederate flags. Riddle me this, Tony. When did Oklahoma become a state? Dude, I don't even know. And I live here. 1907. Tell me what the fuck the Confederate flag has to do with Oklahoma in, uh, in 1907. Bro. <laughs> Well, I don't see any of them around here anymore, but what I do see and I've gotten sick of is people drive around with these obnoxious Let's Go Brandon flags. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I've yeah. seen some of those. Yeah, Everywhere it's, it's, up here, all, man. All of these things is the same. It's the exact same energy. Like they lined up with flags on the back of trucks and giving out free popcorn, but everybody's strapped with rifles. Like, I don't, I don't care what you... I don't care who you vote for. I really don't. No, no way. What I'm not what I'm not going to stand for is you minimizing what the what the contributions of African-Americans in this country are, no matter how little they are. And and by trying to usurp them by by having by having racial racial overtones in the process. I'm just like or racist overtone should I say anyway going back to where you were basically accused of talking about slavery when you said nothing that pertains to slavery whatsoever whatsoever if that if that's where your mind went first then obviously you had to see it too Swab you want to know what my wife's response to that was oh I'm pretty sure I know what's your favorite three words uh hell you mean close uh fuck you mean uh, starts with starts with boy. Boy, fuck you. <laughs> you see that? Not that's how you throw an alley oop. Oh, those of you kids out there trying to get your game together at the courts and at the gyms, that's how you go off the glass. I knew what it was, but I had to let him, you know, cross over, come up court a little bit. Two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen. Boom! <laughs> it's all about the boom. <laughs> All right, uh, Edge and uh, AJ Styles. Edge wins by pinfall with a not even interference, but with um, horrible match. I, I thought it was a decent match. I just I, the finish was trash. Sorry, great match, horrible finish. Now, now, being, I'll, being fair, being fair on WrestleMania Sunday, I actually fell asleep on this. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go back and watch it. 
to be perfectly honest, I had supplies and I I, I missed a great deal. Sadly, in the middle of, the, of this got, card. Sadly, Suave, I, I did say that uh, this was going to be the sleeper match of the night. I didn't fall asleep on. I thought it was a really great match until the end. But th- this match was doomed from the start. AJ walked to the uh, to the down the ramp with a huge dripping gash on his face, and because Corey Graves the WrestleMania sign. His head on the sign. Corey, yeah, Corey, Corey Graves called it out. But God damn, that was nasty. Like, and you, what? you could, you could tell in his face he was mad. What was AJ doing to run into the sign? Because AJ is not the tallest superstar on the roster. Moss <laughs> didn't hit his head on the sign. What? What it gives you that? It was slanted, and he came in from the side, and he didn't walk in the center. He walked in from an angle. Because you know, normally, you know, kids when you're not centered, you know, normally AJ does the put put both your arms down at a ninety degree angle, and then pop his head back, and then throw the hands up. He didn't do none of that shit. He didn't even put his hoodie on. <laughs> it's like, damn, bro, stay <laughs> stay in character. The finish pissed me off because in my mind it buried AJ Styles. Like here you have one of the most accomplished superstars in your company over the past five years. Yeah, like what do you do with him now? And like he loses because a tall guy walks up ringside. Like come on, dude. Like really? Man, you know, I honestly see uh, Jay Lethal energy coming from AJ Styles right now. The same, but you just turned him back face. The same traje- the same tra- trajectory that uh, AJ had, or sorry, that, that Jay Lethal is giving is what I think AJ is going in. I mean, hell, look at how many times they turned Big Show. Big Show turned so many times that no one gave a fuck. We don't talk about Big Show, no, no. <laughs> now, on the other side of it, I am really happy for Damian Priest to be getting linked up with Edge. because Bro, Punishment Martinez is back. Dude, I've been a huge fan of his. I interviewed him years ago at Ring of Honor when I was working a loop with them, and he was one of those down-to-earth guys. Dude, did you know that he wasn't even familiar with wrestling until he was in his 20s? He was a bartender at the Hammerstein Ballroom, and wrestling would come through there, and that's where he was first exposed to it. And then he, um, he won he won one of those Ring of Honor tournaments, didn't he? Won like one of the same tournament that uh, that Donovan J- Dijakovic, well, Don, Don, Dominic yeah, Dijak. He won Survival of the Fittest. He yeah. got an immediate title shot, and he won the television title. I was there. It was a great match. But um, yeah, dude, he's he's freaking incredible. He also had a match at Supercard of Honor uh, three years ago, maybe four against Tomohiro Ishii. And it was incredible. It's definitely the stone pit bull. Gym. Yeah. The stone pit bull and punishment Martinez. It was ridiculous, but yeah. So I think that they're a great faction. I think they would be great together. Cause I love this like evil devious, like monster that edge can be when he's a bad guy. So here, okay. here, three, here, three questions about this before you do that. I, I think, I, I think one of the questions that you're about to ask, go ahead. I one is Edge's new character direction a pseudo Undertaker tribute? That's actually part of the question I had. <laughs> I, think, I thought it was a response to the House of Black. I, oh, I, that was gonna be question. That was gonna be question too. <laughs> Have you heard what Twitter's been talking about? Well, Brody King put out a uh, either liked or put out a tweet that says, "When you order the House of Black on wish. wish." Brody King. We did that, yes. It, it was that was a reply. Then, that was a reply to someone asking name this faction from WWE. Somebody from WWE's uh, social media team posted it and said name this faction. And he says, "Would you order House of Black on Wish?" 
and then somebody else did about the house of black when you ordered the ministry of darkness on wish <laughs> which i don't necessarily believe about any of them but looking at edge's entrance because that's like damn if the undertaker was still wrestling this would have been a fucking home run of an entrance i'm like edge is one of the only people that Edge's record at, at WrestleMania is one worth touting because, hell, up until the time he wrestled The Undertaker, he was undefeated. And I don't know how many losses he has after that one. Truth be told, Edge Edge has a uh, Edge has a, a claim for Mr. WrestleMania. Uh, Based off win-loss records, because Shawn Michaels has a losing record at WrestleMania. I was about to say, seeing the fact that the guy that's been called Mr. WrestleMania the past 20 years hardly ever won at WrestleMania. That's that that's almost the reason you call him Mr. WrestleMania, because he has a losing record and you don't fucking think about that when you think of him at WrestleMania. And Edge's uh Edge's record actually is seven and five. Is it? Yep. Actually eight and five now. How many? Wait, how many fucking more did he lose after losing to Undertaker? That was part of their story that he had never lost. Unless, unless this this message is counting when uh, he lost at two thousand. Uh, actually, no, he won. He won in two thousand. Yeah. yeah, up until his was that like two thousand nine. So both both the table both the TLC matches um, he won. Right. Um, let's see here. I don't think he well. Oh, two was Booker okay. T. He won that one. Okay. Oh, five was the Money in the Bank. He won, he won the Money in the Bank. Oh, uh, six was Foley. Okay, he won that. That's twenty-two. Oh, seven was uh, was Money in the Bank, and uh, that's the one Kennedy won. I don't count that as a loss. Ah, uh, I mean. It's a fucking ladder match. I mean, yeah, I mean, lost on everybody else. Basically, is what this. Yeah, basically, um, eight was oh eight was Undertaker. Okay, nine was nine was twenty five. Okay, um, and that was uh, that was a, a loss to Cena. To I who? Guess, uh, Cena. Show. Is that the triple threat match with uh, with Show. Cena and Big Show? Yep. Yep. Oh fuck. Well, at that point, I guess you had ruined it, so you can beat him whenever you want to. Did he take the pinfall? Uh, yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He that he took the fall on that one. Okay. Well, and then sure. uh, 2010 was Jericho, and he lost that one. <sighs> well, that that was uh, that, I was talking about that that was uh, Chris Chris Tucker Jericho there with words. Do you understand mm-hmm. the words that I'm saying to you right now? <laughs> so yeah, and then uh, I mean, the one that enjoyed that Mick Foley match. No. <laughs> no, it was a hardcore match. Edge. Everyone's always crapping on that match, and that match where he speared Mick Foley through the flaming table, like that was one of my favorite Edge matches. Who's crapping on that? that that's not your friend. Whoever's doing that. <laughs> these people don't belong. <laughs> these people don't belong in your cir- in your circles. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta sweep them out. Those those don't those people don't mean you any good. Dude, I even have the the Edge figure from that match WWE put out. Uh, action figure of him in that cutoff outfit with the bat and everything. Um, let's see here. Moving forward, though, the next match is the match that got cut from night one, which only was touted at a minute and forty seconds. And uh, because of that, you need to cut it. Bitch, botch, and butch versus uh, the new day. Damn. <laughs> Wait. So who's the bitch and who's the botch? Uh, Sheamus is the bitch. Ridge Holland is the botch. 
the guy Wait, what did what did Seamus do to get the? Well, because that, he he won it, he won he won bitch by process of elimination. Rich Holland's obviously botched because of what he did to uh, Big E. That that's super disrespectful. <laughs> but Charles, Charles like you treat you treat him like Charles Barkley, and he ain't did shit to nobody. Rich Holland also hurt Ricochet. Don't forget about that. He broke Ricochet's nose. Ooh. No, Ricochet broke his nose. My bad. Reverse that. Oh yeah, he shattered. He shattered that man's face. <laughs> Shatter machine. Should have been standing there. He's in the way. Um, one of my favorite matches of the night, which didn't go long enough in my opinion, Pat McAfee defeated Austin Theory. Um, I'm a Pat McAfee guy after that match. Yeah, Pat. I was a Pat McAfee guy before this match. This just solidified the fact that Pat McAfee really should not be behind the commentary table. He should be in front of it. But even but he still, had so many, so still- many memorable moments, man. Wrestling is all about creating moments, and bro, when. When he did that backflip off of the top rope and then hopped right back up there and suplexed that dude, holy shit, bro! Pat McAfee set a record for being the uh, the only person to commentate during his own match <laughs> at, at WrestleMania, while also becoming the third person to commentate during the same WrestleMania he had a match in. The other two being Jerry uh, Jerry Lawler and uh, and no and uh, Michael Cole. JBL was in that that uh, oh no that was a rumble that was a royal rumble where JBL Wait. got up and joined in the rumble. So you mean to tell me the Rock didn't jump on commentary at any of the fucking WrestleManias he main evented? Who was that? Not? JBL? The, no, the Rock. No, uh, I'm, I'm I, you know what? Now I think about it, he probably <laughs> had, had did grab a headset like especially uh, Jacal Rock. <laughs> <laughs> or Kachow, 15, Kachow 16, round. 17. Oh, while you were talking records, too, we forgot to mention Stone Cold Steve Austin, oldest person to ever headline WrestleMania. Damn. He did headline, oldest too. Main event, yep. Oldest main event WrestleMania. He's 57. 57 well, years old. You, you Now good try Terry's in the gym. <laughs> now he's logged out the chat. <laughs> now Hogan's in the gym getting ready for Cena right now. Oh, no. Let's hope now not. Now that you done said it, night one of Hollywood. Following the, uh, the 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 McAfee theory match, McMahon uh, decides that he wants to have a match with Pat McAfee, and it was just a shit show. I know what they were going for and what they were hoping for, and but what we got was so bad that it was good. Well, I mean, you did. It wasn't Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee. It was Mr. McMahon versus Pat McAfee. This is this is correct. He, he, this it is was correct. the guy that came out and made his entrance, swinging his arms like they were trying to resurrect the villain from the Attitude Era. And Stone Cold saved it again. Like that when he came out at the 80. end, and you had that classic Stone Cold versus Mr. McMahon face off, dude. Like that that saved that, this whole thing. So that man is almost 80. It was a bad idea. 76 every, year old man, bro. You see what I'm saying? That is a bad idea from every possible angle. So let, let's 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 rewind for just a second. Night one, Austin stuns Kevin Owens and Byron Saxton. Of course, as you should. And night two, he comes out and stuns uh Mr. McMahon, Austin mm-hmm. Theory does an air walk, but nope. Mr. McMahon <laughs> has the uh, Madison Square Garden was the worst stunner ever until until, until April 3rd. 
Bro, so he has no. the two worst stunners in recorded history. And two of, two of the three best stunners ever were that night, though, because Pat McAfee and Austin Theory had two of the best stunners. Pat McAfee spewing the beer and Austin Theory with the airwalk. Oh, ah. my God. I, I got Scott. I got Scott Hall in there somewhere with the double stunner, and then The Rock has taken more fantastic stunners than anybody in the history of professional wrestling. <laughs> the Rock going over I, the top rope was my favorite. <laughs> I, I, I knew Austin Theory was going to be legit, man. I, I know a man, the guy who managed him uh, when he was in Texas and helped put him on. The same guy that managed Sammy Guevara. His name's uh, Lance Romance, the original player. The original He's, player, uh, yeah. Founder yeah. of the International Players Club. And um, he's been singing Austin Theory's praises for years, man. And whenever he's that big on something, like the last person he was that big on was Sammy Guevara. And I tell, and then before that, it was Lance Hoyt. You know, like he was one of his guys. Like everyone's worked with Lance. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm sold on Austin Theory. It's obvious Vince is sold on him. Um, yeah, I yeah. think the guy, the, he's only, and he's only 24. The kid's going to be a star. He, he gave him the Drew McIntyre curse. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he sure <laughs> did. It's almost like, Damn. it's almost as bad as putting him on the cover of Madden. <laughs> yes, it's the McMahon curse. Anybody he comes out publicly and says they're going to be champ, it doesn't usually go well. He's going to have to leave and come back. He'll come back, cut the Remember when up. John Cena said that Zack Ryder was a future WWE champion? Well, then there's that. Well, well I'm uh, swole mega troll. Never say I mean, never, never, never say never say never. That's what Taker said. Undertaker. <laughs> but you know, you know what I really took away from this match? What's that? That Pat McAfee beat a 24 year old man, and, and and Pat McAfee's what? Uh, he's in his mid 30s or, or early 30s. He's like 34. 34, yeah. You know, ex. And he retired ex- at 29. Yeah, retired at 29, started training with Rip Rogers in 2017. Here we are now, Twenty. Let me tell you something. If you're going to train with anybody who's going to give zero fucks about your body, let it be the hustler Rip Rogers. Well, I mean, you know so, you, so you know he comes. wonder why she's so good. He trains Serena Deeb. See, you know he comes from a good stock. But he's a professional athlete, above average size. Like I say, he very much fits being in a WWE ring. He doesn't look like what you would treat a punter like like in football we don't consider punters to be football players. he's arguably the most physical punter in the nfl history i was about to say he was the guy that would chase down return guys and tackle the shit out of him man he was not your stereotypical yeah punter. He, he, sa- he saved many a run back punter. he was the all decade punter exactly which completely feeds into what i'm about to say he beats a 24 year old future world heavyweight champion austin theory obviously no slouch 76-year-old Vince McMahon, after Pat McAfee beats the 24-year-old, he comes in and kicks the shit out of the 34-year-old. <laughs> yeah, but Austin Theory helped him. He cheated, man. Show, show me how to bury two people that you really need at, at the same time. <laughs> in, 12, in 13 minutes. <laughs> that, so, that's what so, re, so truly, truly, this was a buried alive match. Let me, let me, Let me do this one here for you. This one is factual. The second one I don't know about. Now we'll probably venture that it would be later. But on Saturday, do you know what? How far into the pay per view Stone Cold came out? How far? Three hours and sixteen minutes. Oh yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I actually, I actually hit pause on my on my <laughs> on the cack. 
<laughs> now that's fucking masterful. That is absolutely that's great masterful planning. timing. If you cancel, if you cancel the New Day match for that on night one, perfect, outstanding, great. Fucking floor director did it, did they thing. However, I think it happened again on night two, but I would I would probably think to say that it was later than uh, than three hours and sixteen minutes in. But if you try to do it two nights in a row, good for you, especially with more matches. And then the final match of the night. This is your daily acknowledgement. Your tribal chief and head of the table, Gang Gang. Gang. Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion, with the God mm-hmm. MC, Paul Heyman, against the Raw or the WWE Champion, the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. And <laughs> we thought we were about to get a dusty finish. We did not. We got a, uh, a ref bump and a nut shot, and <laughs> the tribal chief takes home both the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship to become the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Hey, Suave. Yo. Have you acknowledged your tribal chief today? Absolutely, I have. And I have no problem doing it again. We are the ones. So, do you guys want to go behind <laughs> the curtain and uh, and you guys want to know who produced all these matches? Yeah, I mean, it's out there now. You might as well. Yeah, the general public needs to know this. All right, so uh, let's see. Let's start at the beginning of night two. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you do that, before you do that. How many matches did we cut? There we go. Um, We cut uh, Omos and Lashley. Yes. We cut the Jackass uh, Phenomenon or Jackass Freefall. Indeed, we did. We cut the women's tag team match. We sure did. We cut Bitch, Botch, and Butch. Uh Uh-huh. And so that means one, two, three, four, five matches from night two, totaling close to it's actually over an hour of TV time, but oh, but close to an hour in match time. So we okay. had one. I'm going to count the Pat McAfee, uh, Austin Theory, and Mr. McMahon fiasco is all one match, is one big segment. So that's yeah, they're going yeah. So that's one, two, three. That's eight matches. That we have between both nights to make up a, a masterful WrestleMania card. So you exactly my point. You could have done this in one night, giving me eight matches. Everybody would have had ample time to tell their stories, and all you have to do is either shift Austin to the beginning of the pay per view or leave him where he is in that exact middle part to where he, when he comes back out during McAfee and Theory and McMahon, you get a you get a double pop. You get. Everybody would have felt like they got their money's worth. And you can still do it at three hours and 16 minutes. Sunday night's attendance was 78-453 for a grand total for the weekend of over 156,000. Yeah, assuming, you know, some of these people aren't like, you know, ticket holders for both nights. And now they're saying sold was close to 130,000. Sold. Mm, okay. So for for a gate at WrestleMania, by far this will be the largest gate ever at WrestleMania because it's over the course of two nights. And your headline is your tribal chief. That's another acknowledgement. Factual. Go ahead, Tony, with the uh, with the with the producers. Yeah, here's who produced every match, and this is gonna some of these are gonna blow you away, and some of them are gonna make total sense. <laughs> right. I'm more along the lines of the ones that make total sense, but go ahead. Night mm-hmm. two, the main event, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns was produced by Michael, Michael Hayes. Hayes. <laughs> uh, as, as always. Uh, and they say that the last third of the match didn't even get get done because of Roman's injury, but 
right, and I'm, I'm waiting to see how how that injury pans out because you can tell they went ahead and went to the finish, dude. So the the bitch, the botch, and the butch. Kenny Dykstra was the producer for that match. Wow, I didn't even know he was backstage. Yeah, um, I mean, you can't even give him a, a an L or a W for that because they shot his tires out before he got got to drive. Factual. Uh, Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. That was a Jamie Noble match. Jamie, Jamie Noble, Noble boy. <laughs> Um, AJ Styles versus Edge was a Petey Williams match. Okay, that, that that's fitting. Okay, Petey. Uh, the women's four way tag match was Sean Devari, Molly Holly, and Tyson Kidd produced. I was actually going to say Molly Holly, and the fact that uh, Natalia's in there makes sense with Tyson Kidd. Go ahead. This is not a shocker at all to me because the guy's a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> The Johnny Knoxville match was produced by Hurricane Helms and Kenny Dykstra. Uh. Um, the Bobby Lashley versus Omos was produced by Adam Pierce, and Abyss produced the Raw Tag Team Title match. Abyss did a good job with that, then. Finally, because yeah, he had a couple strike, yeah, strikes. He, on yeah, yeah, he had some strikes <laughs> for sure. All right, and then night one. Uh, let's see. Sean Devari produced uh, what'd you call it? Booger Sugar. And, <laughs> Booger uh, Sugar. And, and, the, and, the, and the Usos. Yeah, that was a Sean Devari match. Abyss produced Happy Corbin and McIntyre. Oh. Uh, Adam Pierce produced uh, Miz and Logan Paul versus Mysterios. Um, Tyson Kidd and Molly Holly produced Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. Oh, here's another non shocker. This tells you how valuable this man is. Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins was a Jamie Noble match. Jamie Noble, boy. Um, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair was Pat Buck. And then Kevin Owens and Steve Austin's match was produced by Michael P.S. Hayes. Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey was Pat Buck. Yeah, that was doot, a Pat doot. Buck match. And he retired after he quit after the, after the event. 38 years old, and that was the last match he produced for WWE. Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins was the longest match of the night at 22 minutes long. The shortest match was the Usos versus Nakamura and Boogs. For obvious Bo- reasons. Sugar, but for obvious reasons, that match Seven would have been way longer. But yeah, so Jamie Noble is the man. I've been telling people this for years. He knows his stuff. He's a hell of a producer, and he knows how to put matches together. And he, got a monster, right there. he got a monster pop at Monday Night Raw, too. He deserves it, man. The guy's a genius. Two of the best yeah. matches of WrestleMania, and he produced them. Come on, man. man. I'm saying like the the realest segment of your audience is usually at the Raw after WrestleMania. That's where you get your real fans who are spending real dollars because it takes a lot to stay and watch that much wrestling over a weekend. And Dude. you buy the travel packages. You motherfuckers are, are breaking international laws to get into the country <laughs> to come see this. Like it's a lot of espionage and different shit that goes on. Like. Those are the people you need to cater to because those are the ones who are going to drop out stupid amounts of money. Yeah, when Cody got on the mic at, at after Raw, after his dark match with Kevin Owens, which I don't know why that shit wasn't broadcast. It was incredible. You know why. Um, save, well, save save money. Yeah, well, um, don't Cody give gets away on the mic sell. And Cody was talking to the crowd, and he asked who all there was there from travel packages, and half the place exploded. Like, there was a lot of money in that building. A lot of... You know that uh, Cody Rhodes, all three designs of his T-shirt are sold out at the WWE shop already. Man, and they're they're fire too. Oh, speaking of take, Cody Rhodes, take that pro wrestling tease. The first the first thing that I noticed was the WWE fact that uh, company man they they were so, uh, 
Go ahead. Tell just, they're just a t-shirt company, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so uh, one of the first things I noticed uh, when Cody came out was the fact that uh, his his neck tattoo was in HD, like 8, 8K <laughs> at that. It and, looked like he had that bitch touched up. He, yeah, he got some extra blue and red thrown on that bad boy just for the event. And it got he went ready. to go see Oliver. He went to go see Oliver Peck and Deep Ellum or some shit. <laughs> no, actually, he gets his tattoo work done in Denton. No shit. Yeah, he got his dream tattoo done at uh, my homie's tattoo spot on the square in Denton. Okay. Yeah, that's where I hung out with him uh, outside of wrestling a couple of times. He lived in Denton, and he used to go to Cigar Frogs and smoke. And then, uh, like, he invited the owner over to his place one time for a cookout, and then the guy just kept showing up at his house randomly. So he quit really doing social shit. Jeez, bro. So Know the boundaries, damn it. So check this out, man. We had had representation all over the Metroplex for WrestleMania weekend. We knew we weren't going to WrestleMania. After after Suave and I both decided that uh, after catching the, the dreaded, that uh, we we were cool. We end up going to uh, <laughs> as Tony coughs in the background. <laughs> <laughs> we we end up going to uh, Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, because we weren't going to let the whole weekend go by and not and not miss everything. So we decided to catch one fire ass event, and this was this one definitely did not under deliver. Uh, what a show, man! What a freaking show! I'll run down the card real quick. These these are pre-show matches. This shows you the difference between ROH, whether Tony Khan owns it or not, and WWE. Cole Cabana versus Blake Christian opened up the show in a very fun match. Very technical, but very fun. AQA defeated Miranda Alizé by pinfall. Uh, Tully Blanchard comes out and announces his new faction with ROH, Tully Blanchard Enterprises. TBE how? And brings out his newest tag team of uh, called the Gates of Agony, consisting of uh, Toa Leona and Khan. Man, monster tag team versus the Shinobi Shadow Squad of Cheeseburger and Eli Isom. Dude, I've been telling people for the longest time, it's only a matter of time before the right eyes get on Khan and he gets his shot. I even, I, and I've been telling him that. I had a show with him at Dog Pound. Before, you know, uh, the weekend before this happened, the weekend before that. And um, I was telling him, man, I'm like, dude, I, I, you know, I cherish every event I have with you because I know there's not going to be that many more because soon you're going to be on TV every freaking week. Not- and the guy is just everything about him. He's, he's the perfect pro wrestler, dude. He's just too good. Swab. He looks like money. I've just never heard him talk before. Swab, I'm I, sure we will soon. I, th- I think you and I have been to... Over the last couple of years, about like like six six shows, maybe. It sounded about right. Probably. I mean, it, every it, yeah, show, sure. the only person I mean, some we probably forgot. The only show that, that 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 we have seen one person on what was particular person on every card was Khan. Khan has been on every card that we have yeah. that we have watched. That should tell you Thanks. something about that man's work ethic. Uh, Dalton yeah, Castle. Into it. Dalton Castle defeated Joe Hendry. And then we kick off the pay-per-view with a monster match. Swerve Strickland versus Alex Zane. Swerve defeated Alex Zane. And man, Swerve got some go. That if Strickland, you, ho. Man, if you haven't seen that man live, go out of your way to do so. Um, Tully Blanchard had a, a mystery opponent for Ninja Mac. 
and that was revealed to be the Swolverine, the Wellness Monster, Brian Cage. My God, I want them to use the Wellness Monster. <laughs> I swear I do. Like, fuck the connotation is going to put on him. I think you can play around with that, and it'd be interesting television. That is a fucking money. That's name. money. <laughs> Jay Lee. Speaking of which, Brian Cage looked better in this match than he had looked the entire, entire time. time he was in, the entire time he was in AEW, and and it came damn close looking at, uh, better than, than he did the entire time he was in Impact. Real close. I'm like, I'm like damn, why, why weren't we giving him squash matches like this? He could have been throwing uh, name somebody. Anybody. <laughs> Any, he could have been throwing Marco stunt like this every other week. <laughs> oh man. Uh Jay Lethal defeated Lee Moriarty with Matt Seidel, in which we saw Jay Lethal turn heel. Uh and we really it looked like Matt Seidel was about to turn with him. And uh it came out um that well just he just he just decided to go back to his old uh healer shelf, which came out on AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday. Mercedes Good. Martinez defeated Willow Nightingale. I was waiting for Truth Martini to hop out there with them, bro. How awesome would that have been? I did say something about bringing out the House of Truth while I was in attendance, but I, I, it remains to be seen. But, but he did get some help later on in the night, though. Um, and what could have easily been and probably was the match of the night, this, this match had moment written all over it, was definitely the longest match of the night. Um... People around the world, being in Curtis Colwell, which is a great facility for pro wrestling, by the way, did this match absolutely no justice. But the fans in attendance did show their appreciation as it was loud as hell. FTR, your AAA tag team champions versus the Briscoes, the ROH tag team champions. And in a clean pinfall with the Shatter Machine, the FTR, FTR defeated the Briscoes to become the ROH tag team champions. And a great match in which the Briscoes actually uh, followed the code of honor. Whole reason I showed up, and uh, we got our money's worth with that match alone. And then the fucking uh, the low warriors, the, the dumb fucks, come out here, and uh, my boys. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah. They. I love, I love the young bucks so much, man. I'm sorry, ain't nothing y'all can say. Yeah, you're I in the minority on this one. <laughs> Pro-choice, pro everybody has a right to, to do what they feel is well, see, best for them. It starts out as a personal thing, man. Like I met them years ago at Juggalo Championship Wrestling at the Gathering when they were broke. And they had a tag match against a Juggalo tag team called The Haters. And uh, <laughs> that's just so fitting video yeah. game shit for real, exactly. But like, I, we hit it off, and then I had when I worked with Ring of Honor, we always got along and had a great time. And outside of the ring, they're great guys, like, they don't go out and party, like, the show's over, they go back to their hotel room, they go to sleep, they're all about getting home and getting to their families. So, I, you know, no, no matter what they do in the ring, I'm gonna be a Young Bucks fan. They send me eight by tens every year for my birthday. I got like eight of these bitches. Why am I not surprised by that, by them? <laughs> I, got, right. I, got, I got one of them and Marty together and they signed it, DJ Tony Snow, where do you think you're going? Happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> one of them and AJ Styles all signed. And happy birthday, DJ Tony Snow. Like, they've got, you know, to everyone's favorite DJ. Like, yeah, dude, they, they hook it up. So, but I, I loved it. And I loved the, how they followed up on, on being the elite this week. The episode was entitled Teleportation. 
because they were on Rampage. They wrestled on Rampage Friday night, and then all of a sudden, they're at the Ring of Honor show in Texas. Before <laughs> before <laughs> Rampage starts, they're in Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. And so on Being the Elite, they talk about it, and they're like, this has never been done before. And Nick's like, well, actually... And he starts doing the fucking Rick, uh, Rick, Rick Root. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah they're, they're my guys, man. I love how they, when they they came in, super kicked everybody, and then their promo when they said, you know, we're the guys who ran Ring of Honor. Then we left and started our own company and came and bought Ring of Honor. Come on, man. That's yeah. such good heel heat, bro. Yeah, Come on. it was. It was definitely. I mean, it, it's it's a good it's a good line. I'm not not arguing any of that. And it's it's cap and no cap at the same heel. time. <laughs> yeah, they, they very much work well in a, in a heel setup. I think that's where they work best. It's just you know, you know. And there's that. The the fact that you guys are like disgusted by them means they're really good at what they do. One could argue, but but is that true if you're disgusted by them because well fuck it, well, <laughs> fuck it. I just won't even. Yeah, I'll chill. Yeah, that, remember we're trying to not get canceled. Right. Now, let me yeah. let me go back that's, for just a that's, second. That's what we're doing. Uh, Mercedes Martinez won the interim ROH Women's Championship. What's and, going on with all that? Because last I heard, Diana Peraza was the Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Yep. You don't want it from Roxy. Like, why is there an interim title? Do you guys know? Uh, don't I, uh, don't know why because we haven't seen any ROH programming. But I don't know where Deanna Parasa was. Was she in in the Metroplex this past weekend? She was at WrestleCon. She had a booth at WrestleCon and she had the titles with her. Huh? Did I don't? Maybe they're, maybe they're setting up the next the next show with the, another angle. I guess I don't know. Um, actually, like maybe she's not contractually able. I, I don't fucking know. I Where's love, Tessa Blanchard in all this? I love Mercedes Martinez though, and I'm glad she's getting some shine. That's she that's why backs. that's why Deanna wasn't there. She actually was booked to be at at, uh, at WrestleCon this at the same time as SuperCard of Honor. I mean, you know, Connors would have paid that back. Here, here is my thing: Why create an interim championship just for this shit? Like you, you can just say the winner. Why, why did they create an interim TNT championship? Like, why? That was so stupid. Like, <laughs> so now you have two belts. Well, not anymore. <laughs> Darren Lambert's got one, and then you know, Scorpio Dan Sky Lambert, are getting I, it. Dude, I I was getting tired of seeing Sammy walk around with two of them on, but I'm loving the whole Dan Lambert as the co TNT champion. That's just brilliant. Especially as two, uh, two of the exact same belts, like. <laughs> It's, it's not like it's the Intercontinental Championship where actually there was a subtle difference, but at any rate, I digress. Uh, but the that match, the Mercedes Martinez Willow Nightingale match, kicks off the top half of the card, and every match from that point on was a championship match, including the FTR and the Briscoes. The next match, Rhett Titus versus Minoru Suzuki for the ROH World Television Championship, in which Minoru Suzuki actually won his first American title during this match he's been the rev pro british world champion but he's never had a u.s title i didn't realize that yep so that that's a it was a great look and it was great we got we actually got to see a legend who is having a second a second coming of his career like a second wind if you will um you at this song to his song you mark <laughs> no but the rest of the crowd yeah. did <laughs> Bro, they made him. sure to play the whole thing too. oh yeah they, saw- he came out two minutes into the song for sure Bro, I uh, 
I ran into him the night of the Mark Hitchcock classic at the Fairmont. He was coming out of the bathroom as I was going in. And he was looking at the walls and he goes, ooh, American style bathroom. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <Nope>. That's <laughs> lie. That's so that's so great. It was me, it was me and Jay Briscoe walking to the bathroom and Suzuki was walking out and he goes, Oh, American style bathroom, huh? <laughs> it was me and Joe Jackson. Shout out to Tila. <laughs> Uh, Swab. For the ROH Pure Championship, the champion Josh Woods loses to Swab's guy in a surprise pinfall. The great Yuta. The great (laughs) Yuta. Bro, I've been a great Yuta, bitch. I've been a Wheeler Yuta fan for a minute. Um, He was roommates with my buddy Jackson Stone, who Jackson's fucking incredible. He's got a mental health charity called you are loved that's all about suicide prevention and he uses pro wrestling as a vehicle to get his message across hit the bell and for that i got it he's been the, yeah he's been the mpx champion the prospect champion like he wrestles mpx a ton but he's wrestled all over he wrestled walter in europe um but Damn. man the guy's great and um he he put me on wheeler you know a while ago he brought wheeler into mpx no one knew who he was he didn't really get much of a pop or much of a response to his match but look at him now. The guy's freaking incredible. Dude, it's Ron Murray. Price just went up. <laughs> price just price went up. The price of this podcast is going through the roof. Yesterday's <laughs> price is not today's price. At all. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the game. We gotta make them. <laughs> My bad. We got to make them pay for what they did to the cold crush. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we, ta- we taxing on everything. Don't cry about it. It's fair. Straight up. Charging for napkins. Mr. High School Holler himself, KKDA, K104's own Ron Murray, BPBC gang. I mean, I I mean, hold up. A whole lot of fucking gang shit. It's it's only right. We're just running down this ROH card because I know you got a bunch of shit to talk here, Ron, just a second. Uh, Most definitely. Rounding out the night, we had Jonathan Gresham, the ROH world champion. Taking on Bandito. I'm sorry, Jonathan Gresham was the interim champion, and then Bandito was the actual champion who came out. Who came out with Ola Chavito. One thing that did happen during this match, though, Bandito hit a 60 second suplex. Held Jonathan Gresham up in the air for 60 seconds and counted the other. And cool his manager, he sent his own manager to the back. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah, yeah I don't want, I don't want you cheating for me. Get away. Yeah, like, Tavito got sent to the back. It was a wrap for that. The last, the last five minutes of this match were rough, though. It kind of showed Bandito's inexperience because the right man got I'm, the belt. Right, I'll, I'll keep it one hundred. Like being in the building. Nothing should have went on after FTR and Briscoes. That should have been the main event. We should have, in the whole but, angle with the Young Bucks, that should have closed the show. But the Briscoes were booked at Impact Multiverse of Matches to go against the, the Good Brothers. That's why they had to go on so early. Yeah, that, that, that's actually on Impact uh, this week. So that same night, right after they wrestled FTR, they went and wrestled the Good Brothers for Impact like an hour later. Kudos to them for for traveling across the Metroplex, delivering joy and entertainment to everyone on a Friday my, night with with my, with, with, <laughs> two, with two hundred fifty thousand stragglers in our city. My, and this was the day after they uh, won the GCW World Titles back. They're now the GCW Tag Champions again. They beat the Hate Club. 
Tony, do you know why they lost them in the first place and in the way they did? I was stupid. I know they lost them to the hate club, and it was dumb as hell. Yeah, it was weird. It was and weird. Awkward. Like it was. It, it made us think they were going to AEW. Like it was imminent that they were going to be on AEW TV. I think it might have been. And then now that Tony got the titles off of them, put on on FTR, and now they're going back to the GCW titles. They don't give a fuck now. You know, like it's obvious AEW is not going to use them. I'm the biggest Briscoe fan in the world, but I'm also a realist. They. We're booked there to get the titles off of them, and they they're they're brand new titles, they're throwback titles to the old school way and all that shit. Like, it was a coronation ceremony for FCR, bro. It really. That's, that's I mean, and it was definitely it was definitely a goodbye to the Briscoes from ROH because I mean, the, even the crowd was like, you know, I I even started the thank you Briscoes chant while in there. Yeah, and, like they kept. Why did they take such a curtain call? You know what I mean. If they weren't leaving, and yeah, yeah, I mean the, the shaking of the hands. So following the code of honor, the hugging of FTR after all mo- three months worth of shit talking. FTR and, called them the greatest tag team in the world. And they the, did. They called the Briscoes the greatest tag team in the world. Why? Would I, you- oh, I absolutely heard it. I'm just like shit. I can't really argue with it after what I saw. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I've been singing their praises for years, man. Ever since they crossed over and won the IWGP Tag Titles, I've been a Briscoes guy. Let's just keep it a buck. Like you don't, you don't be a punk ass tag team and win the IWGP titles. I mean, like look, let's look at the list: Road Warriors, fucking uh, uh, the Steiner Brothers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like my favorite, the Briscoes. I mean, uh, Vader and Stan Hansen. The, uh, now look, Vader had an eye knocked out in Japan, so that should tell you everything you need to know about IWGP tag titles. Somebody they got work, smacked. They, they, they work snug. Steve Williams and Terry Steve Gordy. <laughs> now, Will Smith works snug. <laughs> well, hey, hey. Stan Hansen and Vader throw potatoes. <laughs> Bones. Uh, after the Jonathan Gresham match, we had Jay Lethal come out again. Do a beat down on Jonathan Gresham along with uh, the player from Himalayas, uh, Sanjay Dutt, which brought out a returning to ROH signing with All Elite Wrestling, Samoa Joe, which was. I like I, I, my gripe with this is if Jay Lethal's going to turn heel, I think he should turn heel as Randy Savage and do the Randy <laughs> Savage heel turn. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. Like when Savage was wrestling against DDP, come out in the the madness in WO black and white to be heel, heel black machismo. Come on. Nah, we keeping it old school. I need him to dive off with the ring bell on somebody like when he did it to Ricky Steamboat. In the thok. Oh, uh, you need the orange the orange trunks with the stars on them. Yeah, that's that's the macho man I I want in my my situation. Yellow boots. So yeah, so that's that's oh, your uh, man to party. So from from you watching on uh, on pay per view, Tony and Swaff, from you being in attendance, man, like what what do you guys take away from the uh, ROH show? Um, crowd attendance wise, I expected a lot more. Um, Factual. It was the match. The match I came for was everything I thought it was gonna be, and for that reason, I'd buy the pay per view, even though I was there just to watch that match. Totally agree. I. That crowd was probably a third, maybe a half of what the capacity is of that building, and it sounded like the building was full. So the crowd was active, even though there was nowhere near capacity. Now, we'll give Curtis Colwell um, Center some some credit because we, we had had a different opinion about what it would look like as a wrestling venue. 
truth <laughs> be told, there's not a bad seat in that venue. We were at the very top of the venue and had a had a perfect seat for all the action. It was great. Essentially, we were in the press box. <laughs> or the equivalent thereof. Tony, what, what did you right. see from it? Man, now, I went into it... <coughs> You know, if you know me in my wrestling career, Ring of Honor is the first wrestling company I ever worked for. So I was spoiled, right? I actually, at the Fairmont, I ran into Gary Juster, the guy that I speak so highly of. He's been like the main guy for WCW, WWF, Ring of Honor. He's the one that organized All In with Cody and the Bucks. Like the guy's a legend and a genius. And he got me into Ring of Honor. And so I went in there looking at it through eyes of someone that's been there been backstage and i love that they stayed true to the ring of honor that everyone knew at its peak um you know like I, when i was working with them they were the hottest ever cody delivered them the biggest box office they'd ever gotten when he won the world title from christopher daniels um you know the young bucks were giving sold out houses everywhere like when we came through and did gillies it was completely packed dude they had i don't know how many thousand at gillies for that ring of honor show and so when the bucks and cody left when the elite left they you know the last super the last super card of honor that they were there was in new orleans and there were nineteen thousand people in attendance at the uno dome Damn. um yeah, I was there. I have pictures. It was crazy. It was like ridiculous. And and then they left to do their own thing and Ring of Honor never recovered. You know, like they went and did Madison Square Garden and it was okay, but that was more because of New Japan. <coughs> so when they shut down after the pandemic, I wasn't really surprised. But when they said they were going to relaunch, I was afraid it was going to be like NXT 2.0. You know what I mean? Like, right. A reimagining. And so props to Tony Khan for not changing it at all. It was the same presentation. They even used the same stage design that I was used to. It was like I was taken back to Ring of Honor at its peak. Considering he bought all of the all of the property, all of the physical property of ROH. I mean, the production equipment and everything. That's he the, can that, literally plug and play. That's the best thing that he could have done because it makes it for an easier transition. Even with three months off and you had time to train people, why why retrain those who already already have the uh, the formula down? And so yeah. the purists like me, they love it. You know, like those are the people that were there. <coughs> we're the purists. We're the Ring of Honor. You know, I want to say day ones because they've been around. It's been around for twenty years. But the people that were there since. You know, there weren't many new Ring of Honor fans, I'm sure is what I'm saying. Um, and so, plus, they honestly, the card really wasn't a huge selling card to the casual fan. It was you know, that, like, that, that card was about one match and one match only. That's I can tell you, that's the exactly. only reason why we went there was for the FTR versus the Briscoes. Everything yeah. else was window dressing. Everything else was a bonus. So it wasn't really, it didn't really have matches that would draw the casual fan from other promotions. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like whenever the Bucks were wrestling for Ring of Honor, you know, the, you'd have a the the Young Bucks versus Killer Elite Squad. I mean. You don't have to be a Ring of Honor purist to want to see that match. You know what I mean? If you're a decent wrestling fan, you'd want to go see that. Um, there were other things that would draw. This just didn't have it. Now, if Samoa Joe had been announced on the show, it would have drawn a shit ton of more people. 
Yeah, right, but and, and the price would have definitely gone up. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. No uh, pun intended, Ron Murray. Oh, <laughs> I was happy with every. I was happy with every match. Um, like I said, the 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 match at the end, the main event. They had a little couple botches at the end, and um, I just, I think Bandito's talented. I just questioned when they put the title on him to begin with, because I really didn't think it was his time to try to be the face of a company. That was my first time ever seeing him in person or on television. Like I, I had never seen a Bandito match before. Well, so at all like, in, at all in, it was incredible because it was Kota Ibushi and the Young Bucks versus Bandito, uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. and uh, fucking. Oh wait, that was him. Yep, okay, yeah. same person. Yep. And so, and and before then, when he wrestled that match, he'd only been wrestling a little over a year. Like he started in pro wrestling Gorilla, and that's where he was. Like discovered and shit. Yeah, the, the West Coast diehards are very familiar with him, but like over here, like unless, unless you caught him like in Laredo Championship or even at AAA, like you're not going to be used to seeing him. I even saw him at uh, what was it? Uh, Final Battle uh, is where I saw him at against uh, um, no, that's, I'm sorry, not Final Battle because that's where he, that's where Jonathan Gresham got the interim title against Jay Lethal was at Final Battle. So yeah, yeah, uh, but it was it was a great pay per view, man, and that. FTR and and Briscoe was great. <coughs> Having my boys the Bucks come in and set up Dynamite, which that match last night was ridiculous, dude. The Young Bucks and FTR for the titles on Dynamite last night was unreal. Yeah, no Such doubt. Such a great match. Ron Murray. Where you go? So, yeah, I'm happy, man. I was worried when Tony bought it that he'd try to change things and ruin the product, but I'm happy in the direction it's going, man. Ron Murray, you're muted. He might be double muted. Ron, you there now? Yeah, perfect. There you go. What up, man? What up, Ron? Fellas, what's What's happening? happening? What it do? Tell me something good. You tell me. You you Mr. Mr. Press Box. Every every WWE event that had a ring in it, I saw you were at this weekend, including. Tried to hit them all. Tried to hit them all. You didn't try. You, <laughs> that's if if this is you trying, and I sure don't want to see you exude no effort. <laughs> Shit, I hate, I hate I couldn't get the uh foot action to see Sasha Banks and uh Sheldon Benjamin. He was at one of these game stops. I love that. Not even just like the NXT, the Raw, the um WrestleMania. I love the fact that WWE had so many events throughout the Metroplex where hey, let's say you can't get the Raw. But you can see this person at the zoo. You can see this person at GameStop. So I love the fact that they tried to make it like an experience for everybody, you know, not just at Mania. So shout out to WWE for that. There's not. I think we should have have a top WrestleMania moments mixtape real quick. Like, what was you guys' top moment from WrestleMania this past week? For for this for this year? Yes. What was your top WrestleMania moment from this week? What? Hold on. So let me pause it real quick. So Suave, Suave stepped away. As soon as he comes, let's, let's do it when he comes back because he he definitely he, he got smoke for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got big smoke for this one. Yeah, there was a few moments to have smoke with. So I I I, I can see that. I can see that most definitely. I definitely had smoke with my moment. Got mm-hmm. perfect timing, Suave. Yep. Go ahead, Tony. No. So since Ron Murray. When I say his name, you're supposed to hit that trigger. What? What the fuck? Was? No, no, no. Why? Why do I hit that? Why should I hit the trigger and he's here with us? <laughs> because you're asleep at the wheel. Next, <laughs> next, a, am I though? <laughs> <laughs> Don't just clock in when you want to, Randy Moss. 
No, no. Just, I take plays off. Wow. It's, it's Ron Murray price just went up. Has been to um, all these WrestleMania <laughs> events and all he was at. Price just went up. There we go. And since Thanks. I was around some WrestleMania stuff, I said we should have a little impromptu mixtape of everyone's WrestleMania moment from this week. What was your WrestleMania moment? So, Ron, Me, since you were in, in okay. attendance, what is, what's yours? So, so the moments we just talking about our, our, our favorite moment, not the bad moment, because I got a little bit of both. <laughs> your, favorite, your favorite experience from WrestleMania this week. <laughs> so my favorite experience, I, I would say it's, it's two experiences. I love that Stone Cold was able to come back and really close the chapter on, in the book on his career. I love that coming out there. You know, beating Kevin Owens like he's a stepchild that he don't even know where the father is. He'll, he beat him like that, you know. So I love that match. And for him to be 57, to take those bumps and just taking all those and then drinking those beers. To me, it was it was to a point of like uh, almost a, and I don't want to get struck down, almost like a religious thing going on. Because it's like, hey, we're what? Like, this is really the end in regards to Stone Cold. But he had a solid match with Kevin Owens. Then my other moment. And I didn't think it would hit me the way it would. It was The Undertaker. Because night one, they brought out all the WWE um, legends that came out. You know, Queen Charmel. Uh, I think the the Steiner brothers were there for night one. I don't know if they were for night two. The Steiner brothers and all that. But, of course, Undertaker came. They gave him his flowers. And I thought those were probably the two best moments from WrestleMania. Really just getting the honors and just seeing guys that we watched growing up really just you know be appreciated those are my two favorite wrestlemania moments right there or it's a tie i'll say that right on right on uh suave what you got my my favorite moment from this wrestlemania yes uh oh it already sounded like some smoke i told i told you i told you i mean (laughs) uh (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I truly enjoyed seeing Roman Reigns lift both titles up they, at the end of WrestleMania. Acknowledging yeah. it again. Because because for once, the right decision was made and and wasn't no bullshit in the midst of it. Like, mm. let's make the right call. Let's move forward and get more of this money. Other than that, um, I, li- I really like the TSU uh, involvement with Bianca Belair. Boy. Boy. Yeah. Shout out to the Ocean of Soul. Shout out to the Ocean of Soul. Ocean Straight of Soul. Like Ocean of Soul had me frat stepping. I hadn't done that in years. <laughs> you set it out. You, you finna bu- bu- bust down like Bel Air. You finna get to it. I hit the shit, fellas. I hit the shit. Yeah. Too cold. Is that how you feel? <laughs> ice, ice, baby. Too cold. Too cold. Bad. You know what I'm saying? Relax. Yeah. Um, easy, I mean, easy. Go- goes without saying. Austin was was you know uh, extremely fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cody, Cody, and uh, Cody and Rollins, because it was real wrestling. Right on, Tony Snow. Uh, well, I had a couple. Um, first off, Cody Rhodes' entrance, dude. I've been there live. You know when he was on the Indies, and that the room would go dark, and that theme would hit. It would just give you chills, bro. It's like one of the. It's the perfect theme for him, and so I was glad he got to keep it. I'm glad for the guys in the band downstate for getting that licensing bag because I'm sure it ain't cheap. So uh, they getting their music played at WrestleMania. That's big for them. But uh, yeah, Cody coming out, that entrance was just, it gave me goosebumps. Dude, I'm not even going to lie. And then on a personal note, you know, getting the top box with Rob Van Dam was pretty incredible. And uh, Ooh, that's not that's not mania. <laughs> that was manic, but that's not mania. 
Yeah, that was Mania weekend for me. <laughs> that's and then, that's stunting and, right there. And uh, and dude, JBL talking all the shit about how much money Teddy Long owes him all day. That was great. Every time JBL would come by the table, he'd talk about <laughs> how Teddy sold him for this hotel room or for this dinner bill, or for this toll at the tollway. And that, that's hilarious. You still owe me dollars, bro. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, okay. What about you, Wood? Man, uh, if we're gonna talk about the whole weekend. Um, Briscoe's FTR just before they the first Colonel tie up that that was a fucking moment like you just feel the anticipation building there it was it was magical. Um, Cody Cody's entrance was was crazy. Uh, just the, the pop watching that shit on TV was crazy. Stone Cold acting a damn fool hitting. How do you hit two of the best stunners you ever hit and then also hit the worst stunner you you've ever hit? On the same person who also gave you the worst stunner of your career up to that point. Um, magical though. He sold, the, he sold the kick like hell though. Who uh who Austin or, or McMahon? Ben sold the kick to the stomach too much. That's what happened. For real. <laughs> I don't know if it was selling it more so than it was a shoot. <laughs> he might have got hit. <laughs> That man lost track of his equilibrium. Oh, that shit man. was about to go terribly bad. Hey, but oh, but also this too. The WWE production team turned shit uh, shit uh, sugar into shit. Or shit into Life sugar. Life alert. <laughs> they took the worst stunner ever and turned it into a masterful piece of work over the course of like three seconds over the weekend. Uh, they they I wouldn't I wouldn't say they made it look masterful. They just cleaned up a lot of the shit in the middle. That, that, they stitched him up real good. They, <laughs> the stuffing ain't out of it. <laughs> there you go. They reupholstered a busted seat. Oh, and then um You know you know weekend at Bernie's where they take the dead guy around and make him look like he's alive <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? A seventy six year old man. That could have gone horribly wrong. Did we you learn know that from- Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones, he's actually been dead for ten years. They weekend at Bernie's his ass every <laughs> time. Wheel <laughs> his ass out on a U-Haul cart. Allegedly, let's do that. Allegedly, uh, and then lastly, the uh, the uh, RKO that fucking uh, Matt Riddle gave. Oh man, that just yeah, that was yeah. That that just and then Michael Cole putting stank on it too. That just that that does that Michael Cole. That was Michael. That was uh uh Jimmy Smith putting that putting that stank on it. Man, it was uh either way. Uh, all, all, everybody had great moments, man. Um, you can tell RK Bros just having a blast. They're enjoying life together, man. You yeah. Can tell that, like Randy Orton, dude. Randy Orton told Teddy that Matt Riddle is the only guy that can grow his favorite strain of weed, and that's why he likes him so much. <laughs> that's hilarious. Because RK, you know, did, did Randy, Randy show a huge stoner? Did Randy show Riddle the cheat code to get around the wellness policy? <laughs> they, they removed marijuana from the wellness policy two weeks ago, bro. You didn't hear? But Riddle's, w- been, Riddle's been on the roster for a while. He didn't stop smoking. Yeah, he's been on the yeah, roster for like I'm five years they, now at this point. But removed, I am glad you broke that news, though, because I didn't know that. Yeah, they removed it from the wellness policy, so they can all smoke now. <laughs> all right, let's get Rob Van Dam back on TV. <laughs> now, now with his wife. <laughs> That's not kid friendly television. There, she's you got to make some she's sacrifices, the bro. Girl, man, she's the sweetest lady. I bet she is. But do you think she has family? <laughs> the fam- gimmick doesn't play well on you. Yeah, it's not family friendly programming. I mean, can can we find? Can we make some programming that isn't family friendly? 
I'm like we got three different back shows. Seat, man she's been in my back seat i slept in that hey hey yo that is, that is that is neither here nor there i'm trying to save television and you're trying to get us canceled <laughs> like but for real like wwe produces maybe what 10 12 hours per week of content that is all air quotes family friendly can we get one fucking show for adults <laughs> We're doing that WWE Evil. We're talking about like evil characters. Why can't we have WWE After Dark? Can we get like a Shotgun Saturday Night? Just yo, that just is on the network. Yo, so that'd Tony, be a great idea. Tony, who who's gonna host After Dark? Um, uh, Mia Khalifa. She no longer wants to be affiliated with her with her past life, so that's a negative. I was gonna say Sunny, but she's out here killing motherfuckers. Boy, listen. <laughs> too slow, <laughs> too slow. It's like you read the agenda. This motherfucker she is has a menace to 12, society. She has twelve pending charges for driving under the influence, and what's she go do? Drive under the influence, and now she's killed someone. Can we, How can, many times can you fuck up without actually going to jail? Here, here's what's crazy. Been in jail and out. No, no, no. no. I mean, out. I mean, jail. So, jail. so your ass out for a couple years, shit. So, so we within <laughs> the last orange fucking jumpsuit on. Within the last six episodes, we talked about her uh, getting another DUI charge and getting escaped because of the damn judge. And I went the fuck off about that. Now here she is allegedly killing somebody. And do, do you know when it, when it actually happened? The they said it was during the middle of the days. Someone was sitting at a red light, and she hit that person and hit them into somebody. I mean, the date. Five-year-old man got killed. Do you know what date it happened? No, I know it was recent. March twenty-fifth. This became a headline on Thursday. And there's that. Like, what are we really doing here? Like, are we condoning this be- this degenerate ass behavior? All I'm gonna say is we knew about Henry Ruggs about forty-five minutes after it happened. Boy, uh, uh, you do with, with that what you want, and now they finna do a, a F one fucking super race around Vegas. Insane, you better ten fucking insane, insane. The Henry Ruggs Invitational. <laughs> Y'all on fire tonight. Y'all on fire. No, they're they're, they're on fire for this one. God dang, you you couldn't you couldn't come up with a worse tribute for someone's life than to have an inv- inv- Don't get me started. Don't sunny sunny days promo in prison. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I'm going to show you how to make some spread. That's what we're about to do. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. We just hilarious. got a shipment of the old WWE sandwiches. The ice cream uh, sandwiches. Ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> watch, yeah. we do, watch what we do with that. Cherries and Doritos. Stay tuned, y'all. <laughs> Amazing what you could pull off with some hot water and some noodles. <laughs> you made a brick. Cheese, cheese whiz and cut up sausages. Oh my God. Oh man. Hey, you right ever spread down. chunky peanut butter on a honey bun? Pimpinini. You find out. Speak, speaking of degenerate canceled motherfuckers, Nash Carter. Dude, yeah. how you get fired on your day off when you're champion? <laughs> how you on your how, day how, off? How does your wife get you fired on your day off when you're a champion? That last payment didn't clear. Who who is Nash Carter? You ask. Well, Nash Carter is one half of uh, MSK, and uh, or Did what? Or, find out what MSK stood for. Must see kids. 
Is it? We don't know, but that's the only thing that you that you can gather that it might be. Might smoke Kush. <laughs> Must seek counseling. <laughs> that's it. I'm doing. I can't top that. That's it. Tony Snow wins the prize. Might slap kids. <laughs> oh um, shit! Might steal cars. <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, it, it, he he's out of here. You must stop kissing. <laughs> and it's another one of these frustrating things, man. Because like, number one, the shit that he said and did is despicable to begin with. But number two, on an incredibly shallow note, like Kimberly is one of my wrestling crushes. She's right up there with Ali Catch, and like these women have given chances to piece of shit men that have fucked them over. You know what I mean? And I'm like, God damn. Boy. You should have been giving a chance to Tony Snow. Don't ban the snowman. Don't ban the snowman. Come on, man. Tony ain't gonna beat you. Tony gonna treat you. Exactly. I'll do nothing but spoil you. I should be be Tony Snow's manager just so I can cut promos like that. You should. (laughs) Be my fucking wingman. Mate, spoil you and Kush. Uh, uh, makeshift crew this man is 27 years old and has decided that he it was a good idea a year ago to, to, to imitate uh one of the one of the most notorious mass murderers of any generation uh pardon will smith Oh no, man! Will ain't no. got no bodies that we no. know. Of. No, they think he caught one in '96, but I ain't really just ready to say that. Dude, hey, he no. killed about he killed about eight thousand aliens in Independence Day. What the fuck you mean? <laughs> I mean, but, you know, welcome to now, Earth. After reading that police report, it, it ain't him. But but hey, I, I totally believe Will run, run with some goonies. He just can't do the work though. He got to right. keep his hands. Yeah, clean. When, yeah. When you that famous and that rich, you can't do no work. You got to delegate. You can't even pinch somebody. It's over for nah, you. you nah. Like, hey, Rollo, go whoop him right now. That's what yeah. Will Smith got to do. Straight mm-hmm. up. That's exactly what you have to do. You cannot do any of this stuff yourself. Oh, hey, guys. I just got booked for a show with the Ying Yang Twins. Hey. Congratulations. <laughs> Look at him stunt, stunting while he smoke. Count this money. Stunting while he smoke. Man. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite shows I ever did was with the Yin Yang Twins for uh, what was it? Crunktoberfest in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Man, a beautiful time for all to be had. Rest in peace, Froggy. All right, so uh, what else we got on this agenda? Fuck you, uh, Nash Carter. Um, let's see here. I, w- I wonder what's gonna happen to uh, to Wes Lee behind this. Like, what the- does he find a new partner? Does he does- do they up uh, up in the belts? Like, what do they do? He he fits the mold of the Nickelodeon brand, but I don't know what you do. Like, well, if they can't, they could have put the belts on Imperium, but they broke them up two days ago, right before this shit happened. We just, we just can't have nice shit. <laughs> Period. Speaking of the can't have nice shit, Kevin Owens uh, was in the ring on, at Monday Night Raw and uh, was greeted to a uh, a beardless uh, Elias. Ezekiel. Uh, no, it's Elias' younger brother, bro. He looks totally Ezekiel. different. Ezekiel. Yeah, that was, that was terrible inside. I, I was there for that. Earl. They weren't fooling with that. Emmanuel. 
Ernest. <laughs> Do you remember a moment in time when the you'd Esteban. hear a guitar strum and the spotlight would go on Elias and the crowd would yell, walk with Elias. Like, he was over as hell, bro. Edward. He, he, what's crazy is he was more over coming out. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm Ezekiel. No, you you're not. Care. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> Elias is more over today because of you know uh, um, what's his name uh, Edwin Eliazar. Dude, I thought he was gonna come out the, with his outfit, the colors he was wearing, and his clean shaven face. I thought he was about to scream ruthless aggression at Kevin Owens. <laughs> Damn. Yo, but now now that he cut his hair and had those flowing locks there about neck length, I understand with the color tights that he had, why people were saying that if he had his beard that he would look too much like Randy Savage. Like when he plays bass for Elton? Dude, I, Elton's his name. He could, but see, if he if they play this right, he could have a, an almost Mizdow like spike in popularity. If they That's play who he this. looks like is fucking Damien Mizdow. But ain't him though. Example. <laughs> Yo, speaking of, if could you could you get Damian Sandow back in WWE and have him be a stunt double for um um Epstein? No. Not <laughs> <laughs> with that name. Oh damn. <laughs> Try Eldridge. Here we go. Uh Dude, guys, why did they have an NXT title match on Raw? Speaking of... Because they called off the call-up. Speaking of... Because they were apparently... And why did Braun Breaker squash Walter two days later? Why 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 is Braun Breaker not a Steiner? Thank you. I was about to say... Just change that man's last name. Change that man's last name. Hurry up. Hurry the fuck up and call that man a Steiner and quit playing games. Like, you've already already pulled back the curtain and said that he's the son of Rick Steiner, the nephew of Scott Steiner. Like... As if, if it wasn't obvious, come on, a blind man can tell that. Yeah, I mean, you call him the puppy, the puppy face gremlin on fucking uh, NXT, and then all of a sudden, that man, walk, that man walk, talk, and breathe like a Steiner. Like yeah. both of them, he looked like both of them in one. He pulled off the Hurricane Ronda though. That was great. That's not a Hurricane Ronda, Ron. That is a that is a Frankensteiner, <laughs> a Frankensteiner. sir. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Mama <laughs> named him Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. <laughs> Don't you bad, dare be smirched the good name of a Frankenstein. Can can I can I get people to can I get somebody to sit Braun Breaker down and explain to him he's not a fucking cruiserweight? <laughs> do Stay I th- your ass on the ground? Do I think it'll happen? Sure, as as soon no. as you can get the same guy to tell Keith Lee the same thing. Look, that, that, we, look, listen. One, one thing at a time. And that, and that's hey. a that's a fight I've been struggling with for three years. Go ahead, Ron. You put Breaker. <laughs> You throw him in with Rick Boogs because Boogs already hurt. Hey, just have a, a Steiner's revamp. Oh, oh my hey. God! Rick Boogs already hurt. Oh, you like bullshitting? Oh, dude, and another another match which you should check out if you can find it, guys. Uh, GCW's for the Culture event. Shane Taylor Promotions, Gang Gang, Pencil Pusher. That is Gang. Shane like Taylor that. Promotions versus the Hitmakers. That match was phenomenal. A whole phenomenal. lot of fucking gang shit. I actually, that, I was actually a mile away real. from that show and couldn't make it there before the bell time because the bell time was at a staunch 3 p.m. on a Friday afternoon. You didn't try hard enough. Uh, I'm sorry. The way this bag is set up. 
<laughs> I've got a show with Shane Taylor. I've got a show with Shane Taylor in a week, and um, man, I'm excited because I'll be calling one of his matches. I'm on play by play, and I haven't called one of his matches yet. I've known the guy for five years plus, but he's wrestling Mr. Wobble. So, uh, R.I.P. Mr. Wobble. To quote Shane Taylor himself, Mr. Wobble, nothing quite says "fuck you" like, like saying "fuck, fuck you." you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> why substitute? That and some things in life are best handled by just punching someone in the mouth. This is true. <laughs> and this is why Will Smith, you know, he's not in as much trouble with me as he is with everybody else. Sometimes you just got to. Ron, in your travels this weekend, did we miss anything? Or or, or do you have anything that you can that you can share? Or that, that... Nah, you, hey, just throw the questions out there and ask me about it. One thing I do want to say is that I thoroughly enjoyed NXT. Because I went there, I didn't know half the people there, but I feel that they put on <laughs> a very good show. You know, I, I was like, okay, we got another disciple or, or relative of the rock out here. When I think it was a, the six-man ladder match that was going on, that was a very good um, event right there. So it's the core is the truth. It, they just need to drop his the core shit and call him a Uso, but that's, that's another story. That's Uso's little brother. And then uh, mm-hmm. going to the moon guy. The Leprechaun and the rocket ship guy. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Yes. To NXT, yeah. He, he was cool. Then the little Mac guy who looks like he's little Mac from um, Punch <laughs> Out. <laughs> Punch Out. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, I know. I, cool. I, we, we haven't watched NXT. I think his name is Grayson something. Grayson, I don't know. Grayson Waller. Waller. That sound about right. Yeah, he was okay. You know, so that was good. And, and plus, I wanted to say this about shout out to Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. That was some real deal wrestling them ladies put on. So I definitely want to, you know, give them credit for that. And whoo, shout out to Bianca, straight up G taking that boot to the face. Shout out to her. Man, her her eye. Oof, Lord have mercy. Oh, and I'm sorry, I got to get this off my chest too. Oh, shit, and I, here we go. I know the I know the good people in WWE listening to this because it's one of the great podcasts ever. They got to stop playing with my man Ray Mysterio Jr. Like he's not a whole legend out here and everything. Of course, mm-hmm. him and now hold on before I go forward. Is Dominic an adult or is he a child? Because <laughs> I don't know, and I want to be careful about the things I say. So is he like a young person or is he like in his twenties? No, I think he's got to be over eighteen. La- labor law. Say uh-huh. that he has to be over the age of 18 to be a professional re- or sports entertainer. So, wait, who the hell said they following labor laws? Did <laughs> <laughs> squash him like he was a six year old on the playground. How old was he when they had the ladder match for custody? That's how you. T- that's how you tell. Oh, because he looked man. probably what eleven, maybe around eleven. So he's probably in early twenties, maybe. He probably eight or nine right there. Because like he okay, had, okay, he wouldn't have had that type of growth spurt. Like he wasn't a sh- uh, a small kid. Right. Yeah. Eight or nine, maybe. I, <laughs> so with that, I'll say this. And that's 2000, what, five, six? 2000, I would say that's so 2005. So he's very much an adult wearing all the greens. I want to say, yeah, Dom, I wanna say he's, Dominic he's is over at least, 18. I want to say he's 20. Okay. So I don't I don't know what type of deal my man Ray got going on with them about letting him get uh, inspirational time. Oh, shit. He's 25. Oh, yeah. oh, he's. Oh, you know okay. we need to get into oh. our Googles. Uh, oh, hold on. 25. Let me get right to it then. Let me get ah. right to it. Lean in. Lean in. I don't know what Ray has told them or said because, respectfully, for him to be 25 and I saw his body talking clear business, I was like, <laughs> come on. He got to be like 19, 20. Like, now you tell me he's 25. 
I don't know the type of because we know the type of situation situation Ray had before he came back to WWE. You know, getting all that indie money. He had the situation out in Mexico. Now he back. Now it seemed like they're playing with him now that his son's going. Because now, hey, I, I like Logan Paul. I think he got something in the tank. And I think it'd be phenomenal if him and Miz had like some type of feud or something down the line. Summer I think Slam. that'd be great. Yeah, I think that'd be great. So with that, Ray come out there, him and Dominic get beat up by the Miz. And Logan Paul, I, I ain't gonna lie, when Logan Paul did the three amigos, and all the Latino heat stuff, I was a little bit bothered, but I liked it, though. So he did what he was supposed to do. You get what I'm saying? So they lose that match. Then on Monday Night Raw, Vermalala, my man, he go ahead and squash Rey Mysterio and beat up Dominic. My Miz God, beats today. up Dominic. And I'm just kind of like, what they doing with my man Ray? This is not why we see an edge. He about to start a whole new faction. Can they do? I, hey, they must have been like, hey, Ray, we about to put you on the cover of WWE 2K22. It ain't been around for a while. Then the other 364 days might be rough for you, Chief. So I don't know. They need to stop. They need <laughs> that to stop does seem like a right. horrible move, though, now that you mention that. He's on the cover of the video game you're trying to sell, and he's jobbing out. He's jobbing out the dude's names we can't even pronounce. I'm just <laughs> oh, my sitting, God. I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the stands like, Ray must have signed. Sent a Nathaniel Dominic Alexander with <laughs> the young man. He needs to go to OVW. Like, he sent him to OVW, put Al, a body on that young man. Al Snow, you listening? Him, <laughs> let let him hey. make his father proud, man, because hey. I don't like how they're doing Ray right now. No cap. He's so young. He's in the age demographic that, that NXT is shooting for. I think he probably would be the biggest thing on NXT with carrying that name. Mm. It might not be a bad move. Because the no. main roster fans are going to get tired of him at some point, and then you're going to have to send him away anyway. Well, so you want to know what I think is going to happen? And I'm, I'm sorry to cut. This one I think is going to happen. I hope they don't wear the Dominic out so bad to where it ends up turning Ray heel. Then when it be another match of Ray ver and Dominic versus somebody, they're going to get whooped. They start cheering for them, getting their brains kicked in. Like Goldberg and his son. Like, like Goldberg was the face going into versus Lashley, and Lashley was beating the brakes off of him, and fans were cheering. And yes, I, I, would, I would, yeah. So I, I shout, hey, shout out to Botchbot though. <laughs> so anyway, with that, you know, I hope, I hope Ray, you know, he whatever situation he got, you know, let him go, let him, let him go hang out in NXT maybe, so he can get some respect. And oh yeah, big shout out to Tommaso Ciampa. I love that they gave him his flowers. Shout out to shout out to Triple H coming out and doing that at NXT. That was great to see too. Yeah, yeah that, but that they was, doing my man Ray wrong. That was actually a good moment for Mania too when Triple H came out with his boots in the ring. Oh, yes, that as well. That as well, most definitely. But, yeah, my man Ray, he, man, him and Dominic going to be in catering, man. You better, can I, you better can, I get Ray, can I get Ray versus Ricochet one time? Before it's too late, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, before it's too late. Can we do Can we do some video game stuff with Ray? That's all he's going to do. I feel, like, I feel like what we should be able to do is in real time, you put a, put a patch in the game. You can go in and pick Ray Mysterio's opponent for every week. And, and his time, outfit. Let me time mark it. Let me time mark what you're saying. They're gonna steal it. Time of course market. they are. Let me take yes. y'all back to 2014 at the Royal Rumble. Batista comes in at 28. Big E comes in at 29. Number 30 is who? Ray Mysterio. It comes out to a chorus of what? Booze, but that's not his fault. It's not his fault at all. That's the you only put him time in the worst possible position you could put him in. That's the only time that you're going to get booze out of Ray Mysterio is if you put him in a bad position. Ray is too far gone in his career 
to get booed by the masses as a heel. You'll get. I don't. Be- I don't believe that though. I believe you'll get heel out of Dominic before you get out of Ray. I, I believe if if Ray was to kick Dominic's ass, you boo him. But would you? Oh, well, but, 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 but would yeah. you? But yeah. would you get go home heat out of Ray after that though? It depends on how you build it. Because remember, a long time ago, I said, okay, one of these WrestleManias coming up, you're going to get the turn. What I thought was that the the Mysterios would go into a WrestleMania as tag champs, lose, and then you'd get the turn from Dominic. Look, WrestleMania 39 is where? L.A. Mm. Hollywood. What does Vince McMahon say that WWE does? Sports entertainment. Uh, Vince McMahon says we at WWF slash E, we make movies. <laughs> so what better movie could you think of than a father and son split? Even though we don't really want to see that shit, in the eyes of the audience of one, that's such good shit. I'm scared. We're going to see an Eddie Guerrero hologram, but that's another conversation. Well, then there's that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm Dominic's outfit that like, was an Eddie Guerrero tribute. Yo, why somebody say on, on Twitter that uh, Dominic came out dressed as Cody Rose's neck tat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what he looks like. Hey. Oh, shit. Now that y'all said my man 25, he, I look at him so differently now. He, I thought he was going to be 19 20. Now that you 25, nah, Chief. I don't so know, you man. Are, you halfway to 30, bro. We got to handle you different. Exactly. exactly. I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking this. I'm, I'm like, man, it's cool. He got old. He's 25. Ah. <laughs> You know, yeah. hey, hey, Vince. You know, him, Dom, him on, still him on, on Tuesday couch. nights. I feel like him on Tuesday nights. Y'all might be missing out. Y'all yeah, it, yeah, Vince. Now. You know, you're not too keen on cats and t-shirts, but you got a grown ass man that's six feet one with a full body suit on. Man, let's fix this shit. My man Ray <laughs> probably walked in there. Hey, hey, Vince. He been on my couch, man. I gotta get him off my couch. <laughs> he about to be 26 this year, man. I gotta get him off my couch, <laughs> yo, man. I, get him yo. down there working on some chest and abs. Like, he, he still watch all the stuff, you know. It'll be it'll be a quick move. Just let me get a run, and hey, that's hey man, shout out. That's what the family's for, though. Like, uh, Lee is bad. Lee is bad enough and mad at you for what you did to Buddy uh, Buddy Matthews, or Buddy Murphy. But uh, I mean, you know, but Dominic, like he he's a man. Like he got to go. We, we got to do something about that. We got to do something about that haircut, though. That mullet got to go. We got to drop face. Yo, he oh, why why and, why and he, you in Dallas? The perfect place to go. I'm about to say he got the yes. he got the drop fade for Texas fam. <laughs> bro, that like come on, like it could have been a little better. It could be a little better. It, the you top, the jumped, top. You could have jumped in the chair right after Austin Theory. The top need to be wavy. You know what I'm saying? It did because the the, the, be the shag the shag was fire. The top need to be that. wavy uh, though. No, no, I don't need him with a shag, a mullet. I don't need any of that stuff. <laughs> Matter of fact, Dominic can start wearing a do rag everywhere he goes. Oh my god, get big Teddy Long energy there. <laughs> Hey, there you so, go, and, so, and only peel it off when it's time to wrestle. Uh, and I'm even thinking this: how crazy would it be? You send Dominic down on Tuesdays. You're seeing like <laughs> I, they have a few. They have a few luchadors left. Restart LWO. Yo, Why not? <laughs> Rainbow Championship Wrestling decides that they need to get the LWO, and then next thing you know, Dominic is carrying the Skittle. AKA oh, the NXT oh. Championship. Then, he, then, he, then he, he, there's a switch on the back of the title so you can change the color of the lights, and he changes it to red and green. 
Ah, for real. Give too much juice away. Yo, for real. They got to change the name of that title to the fucking Skittle. Like, give it a nickname. Like, they had the big gold belt. Now, get it. It's called the glow stick. That's what you call the title from now on. Friday night, Tuesday night for the glow stick. Dominic and LWO. He said, Dad, I'm off your couch and I'm a champion now. See? Hell no. <laughs> oh shit. That's that, that's it. Tony Snow, where you at, bro? I'm on Rey Mysterio's couch. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic, that you? <laughs> Yo, Tony Snow, thank oh, you, bro. We appreciate man. you as always. Ron Murray. Yes, sir. Hit hit him with that shit one time, man. Price just went up. You know what it is. Man. Like that. man, you can't you can't do it no better than that, man. We'll catch y'all next week. Swab, take him to the house. <laughs> Pencil pushers. Heads up. Pencils down. You got many others like us, but we the originals and we the longest running. Fuck with your mama. Hi, mama. No, 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 no. I'm trying to get somebody gunned down. You what? <laughs> My precious mama? Oh. Shit. <laughs> and I'll be got. I, you I, say? Be got, I be doggone <laughs> if I support my precious mama. <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines. I swear that's like a wrestling promo. I be got, I be doggone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Yes, Yo, y'all. That's mid-south for your ass. Man, I appreciate y'all, man. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap this. will be up at noon tomorrow. Bet that. All right. Hey, no problem. And I do have one question before I get out of here. Yo. So, like, in all seriously, though, why are they hoeing Rey Mysterio like that? <laughs> like, why? Because they like, don't respect Mexican Americans. They wait for that. Because oh, I'm like, why? Why Ray just taking this? Like, he can go hit some, get a bag for like 60, 70k at an event, but he just getting squashed. It's the Come same. On, it's the same reason why 50 year olds don't do career changes. They don't. Enough said. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. At this point, I'm glad they're still paying Ray because they could have just hold him out for real. He's got like, making yeah. mad money because when he was on the indie scene, he was getting twenty grand a booking, so he's got to be making some mad money. Oh, mm-hmm. he's gonna get paid like that till till they, till the mask don't show no more. He letting people play with his mask like Logan Paul was playing with his mask. Bro, like, that's, right. that's what I don't understand. On, this is the only luchador in the history of luchadorism to lose a mask and then put it back on, and people forgot that he lost his mask. And he right, lost and he, probably things that happen outside of the WWE universe do not exist. So in, oh. the, in Vince's in Vince's eyes, they have never seen his face. Even though we bought the, the footage and we put it on the network, and you can see. Hey, his listen, face let me clearly. tell you something. I got proof that this is him, but what you looking at ain't what you seeing. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, this another one. This ain't the one from Wish. It's a, it's a whole other. It's a whole other another right here. This you ain't, you ain't know. Me like they that. still like, look like he's twelve, <laughs> like two like ultimate warriors. <laughs> how, how, how he got the old? He got like one chin, chin whisker. And this is like silver. This chin whisker look like my whole face. He's like, what we have here is the ultimate warrior. What you was watching was the renegade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that warrior, that warrior, that solo, that single name shit. Nah, too much gas, too much gas. We had the real we. Oh, you that dingo. Psh, we we got dingo. That's that's, that's baby pictures at, at Summer Jam right there. Nah, we had the ultimate. Anything else that you had, we ain't fucking with. That's just time. <laughs> you had a filthy animal. We have the gloat. <laughs> <laughs>
the greatest luchador of all time. Uh, we have the gloat. You had a member of the filthy animal. They had the gloat and the gamote at the same time. <laughs> it's like you can't tell the difference between him and Juventud Guerrero if you shave that. <laughs> man, shout out to my dog Juventud, man. The juice. Movie, the juice is loose. <laughs> the juice. Hoovy <laughs> juice. Oh, it, shit. A, a match I forgot to mention, though, man. Uh, my like my second highlight match of the week that I actually saw go down. Fucking Mia Yim and Athena was fire at the Mark Hitchcock Invitational. That match. Damn, was I unreal. forgot that happened here. Yeah, see, I, honestly, there is so much wrestling here, and I don't think any other city could pull it off with the venues that they have. And I'm not even trying to cap for Dallas at all. But I don't think any other city could pull off as many wrestling events as this city had over the course of four days. They they should really come up with some kind of wrestling festival like once a year that does not have to revolve around WrestleMania for just the Metroplex because every everybody was here active, and it's the first yeah. time where where Impact was actually in the mix for some shit. And Impact's been around what next year be twenty years. This is the well, first. I mean- VIP does VIP does Texas Mania every year, and this year was the biggest one they had. They had tons of different people involved. But they in always do it around WrestleMania in the same city as WrestleMania. No, they always do Texas Mania every year. Just as, uh, at, around WrestleMania time, they do Texas Mania. Because what nineteen was was nineteen in Orlando? What I mean, twenty nineteen, thirty five. Yeah, I mean they've gone to the cities, but yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, like they did. Yeah, exactly. My bad. Um, and then fucking oh shit. What was the other one I was gonna mention? I don't know, but that fucking Mia Yemen, Mia Yemen. Oh, uh, fucking Athena's wrestling swerve at Pro Wrestling Evol- Revolver next week. Damn. Damn. Yeah, Shane Strickland and Athena next week. First time ever. That's gonna that's gonna be fire because Shane Shane can dial it back and still you know he, he still do the, do the moves and not make him hurt. So that, that, how, how be long dope. before Athena's back on TV? Dude, I work with her husband a few times a month, and he said it's coming. Who's like, she married to? Hey, Matt Palmer. Did he clear that with us? <laughs> They've been real. married for a few years, bro. Nah, bro. Man, I've never hey, said get, 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 get his ass on the show. We need to talk to him. Uh, he's at Red River every month and Texoma. Oh, I'll, I'll be calling his match. He better he he better be nice. <laughs> that's where that's how I've gotten to know her because she she'll ride along and she'll come out and help produce some of the matches and shit. Um, but yeah, no, she's there's been interest from AEW. They're just trying to work shit out. I like it, man. But all right, fellas, let me jump up out of here and everything. I appreciate y'all again. Hey, man, we appreciate you, Ron. And doors open anytime, man. Tony, you too, bro. Appreciate it, man. Uh, but yeah, um, Matt Palmer and Athena on last Saturday night, Matt Palmer and Athena tagged at Metroplex Re- Wrestling. They did a mixed tag. It was fucking dope. 